From the hilarious humor of Timon and Pumbaa to the magnificent, adventure-packed world of the Serengeti, the circle of life continues with an incredible all-new story. Kiara, Simba's headstrong daughter and heir to the Pride Lands, is on the prowl for adventure. Escaping her bumbling babysitters Timon and Pumbaa, Kiara runs off to the Outlands, which are strictly off-limits. There, she meets the mischievous Kovu, a young cub chosen to walk in Scar's paw prints. The rift between the Outlanders and Simba's pride deepens as Kiara and Kovu's feelings for each other grow. But will love find a way to bring the two feuding worlds together as one? An all-star cast returns, including Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane, Ernie Sabella, and Robert Guillaume, along with stunning Disney animation and five spectacular new songs to offer breathtaking entertainment for everyone. And now, our feature presentation. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue. Who? They'll fall in love. Our new protagonists, Kiara and Kovu. The sweet caress of twilight. Mufasa's in the air. And are we really pretending that Kovu's not Scar's kid? Can you feel the love tonight? Between two cousins. That's it. That's all I got. That was really great. That was <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. It's, I guess, never mind. You said love is in the air, and then I feel like you could have rhymed air with air, but uh, H-E-I-R. Yeah, but I really wanted to, you know, air, like, does it have I know, to be? because air could also mean he's not related, and I get but you want a hammer. But that's the hammer home yeah. that Kofu that <laughs> looks exactly yeah. like Scar. Yes. Which, I get, I mean, listen, that's the elephant in the room immediately with this movie, and I have, I actually have a quote, even before we do our normal shenanigans, I do have a quote. Uh, I, I was reading an article from the time, and it does say um, that then-Disney CEO Michael Eisner urged Kovu's relationship to Scar to be changed during production as being Scar's son would make him Kiara's first cousin once removed. So, <laughs> he really did... Uh, yeah, that was... Yeah. It seems like it was obvious the design <laughs> of the character. Yeah, was. it's clear that they, like... <laughs> Two years in, just somebody was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and they had to do some changes. Anyways, that was my cold open, but we still have to hear your cold open because um, I dibs the cold open. and Kyle dibs <laughs> it, but I was going to open it with just... Podcasting's what we're doing tonight. Sit home. Zimbayo. Podcasting okay. is what we're gonna do now. Podcasting is what we're gonna just do now. Just have that now. be in the background of the entire yeah, the, the of us talking. Just that. I was on a walk last night and I had like the whole the whole song I had written out in my head for doing. I was gonna just go all out, but I liked yours better. It was great. Good. 
It was good. Hi, hey, how you doing, Kyle? Oh, uh, yeah, um, doing pretty good. Uh, you know, welcome to the Made for TV podcast, everybody. This is the show dedicated to celebrating wow. and exploring okay. the unique world of movies made oh, exclusively wow. for the small screen. Oh. I'm Kyle, and I'm Scott. Perfect. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. the The weather's starting to warm up. It's starting to be well, starting to be pretty nice. Day. It was a beautiful day. My bald head is sunburnt. I was out for hours walking with the kid. It's yeah, no you're usually a hat guy, though. Don't you wear your hat outside? Yeah, but when uh, now that I'm shaved, I don't like wearing a hat. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like it <laughs> looks weirder wearing a hat without a beard. Uh, it's just I'm uncomfortable looking at myself that way. How many? Maybe days... I look too much like my dad. Yeah. Do you like wake up and look in the mirror? Like, does it take like how many? Are you like used to it now? Because like your clean shaven face is not something that is normal. No, not normal. I am used to it now, but it's usually it it, it took a couple days. I would say to get used to it. I saw a picture of myself with the beard. I thought it looked weird. So that's that's where we're at. That was crazy to me. Who would have (laughs) thought? Not me. Look at us, Kyle. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, yeah, anything, uh, anything, anything pressing or interesting in your life other than the nice weather? Honestly, not really. Yeah, everyone's I mean, poops good. Yep, everybody's pooping good. Everybody's right. everybody's good. Um, yeah, that's it's pretty pretty chill, pretty mild over here at the at the uh, Davidson house. So I like it. I'm glad to hear it. You, yeah, how's your how's like, your week? How's your week? You know, it's a good week. I uh, nothing, nothing too crazy. Spent the day with Dot today when we weren't outside making making sock puppets at home with some hot cool. glue and some googly eyes. So it's a good time. Yeah, sweet. You know, you ever just sit down, Kyle? I sat down, and I I can already feel it in the air. I sat down, and I thought to myself, we're about to record podcast history, and I feel like we're living up to that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Really, I really feel like so far we are living up to what the Lion King two Simba's Pride deserves with this one. This is what people want. Yeah, yeah. Can we? I'm just gonna say it. I'll tell you know what? I'll tell you how my week really was, Kyle. Mm -hmm. My week has been me singing these damn songs from this movie all week. Yeah, they these songs are catchy this yeah. time man <laughs> this is the best this is the best soundtrack that we've had so far oh it's not even close uh, this yeah. is like it, it's so great better. it's really refreshing yeah. to to listen to the music and not li- yes. like you know pocahontas i was really high on that one song and yeah. then the rest were just like fine but this one was just like yes every song was like sweet awesome yeah. this is great i'm gonna say something that might be pretty controversial here okay oh boy i think i like the music in this overall more than in the original lion king <laughs> that is the most that is terrible that is so controversial <laughs> you're gonna okay. say it no yeah you said it yeah we all heard I, it but i said it i don't feel ashamed of it because listen i, I just I can't wait to be you, king i, okay, I think sorry. is my favorite of all song i love What'd that song it's a great i just can't wait to be king i think is a perfect song i love it mm-hmm. but i don't really love can you feel the love tonight feels more like it's just 
could be an Elton John pop song than like a musical song to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I here's what I like about um, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." I because mm-hmm. uh, because for some reason I, I have the the movie version, you know, the 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 version with like Timon and Pumbaa yeah, on yeah, my yeah, yeah. in my like iTunes, and I also have the Elton John version. And for some reason I listen to the Elton John version more. But mm-hmm. but what I like. I really like the um, Disney version with the characters in there because uh, it gives us such a better vibe than El- Elton John's song is just like, here's a love song. Like, yeah. here it is. But the Disney version of that song is Timon and Pumbaa, like really kind mm-hmm. of like mourning their relationship with with their like best friend who's now found the love of his life. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people like me included, like have gone through a moment where their like best friend that maybe they were like college roommates with or something like gets married and moves out. And it's just like, you have that moment where it's like, you know, my relationship with this guy, my, like one of my best friends is going to be different now because he's, he's like kind of going away and being, you know, with his, Kyle is new. And so I like, you know, I'm always going to give you attention, Kyle, you know, (laughs) that, You know Celia's yes. not replacing you. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's big fear of mine. I just, <laughs> yeah, it's why you know I just resent you and um, Celia's relationship because of it. But no, yeah, absolutely. That's why you married <laughs> us. Is because you you yeah. had your fingers crossed the whole time <laughs> so that it wouldn't count. You found I'll out. I did. <laughs> I signed your marriage certificate as Kyle Clayvicklison, which looks like the C and the L looks like a lowercase d. Yes. That's what I signed it as, and so it's just not been you true this whole time. Devious bastard. Yeah. I, so yeah. Anyway, that was a long description of why I, I like the Disney version because it it just there's yeah. a little bit more of dichotomy there, and I do like it better in the movie. But yeah, in general, can you feel the love tonight? It's like to nice great song but it's, it's it's not like my favorite of all time or anything i gotcha and, and then i'm not i know there's people who are huge stands for be prepared that's not my favorite i don't really love oh, it that no much. this is this is i will agree with you well, i don't know if you have this specific thought but um lullaby the the what's mm-hmm. the name of the song my is lullaby it, my lullaby i think it's better than be prepared for a villain song. whoa that's that's hot right there. That's a hot take. Yeah, we'll I don't get know into if, that when we later. You we'll, think of that that way, but that that's probably the one song where I where I would say yes, I like it better than the original. But um, but other but like I mean, Circle of Life, man, that thing. I do listen. I love Circle of Life. I love Can't Wait to Be King. But then I kind of hate Akuna Matata because Dot makes me listen to it all the time. So <laughs> it's, it's like I just hate it now. It. it makes me angry to hear it. Yeah, Akuna so. Matata. Yeah, like what a I have sung. Phrase. I will sing that song like eight times a day, along with the freaking song. Like I can't stand it anymore. I have so. a I have a piano version of it that I was trying to play, um, but it's really boring on piano. There's like three, two chords like the whole time, so it's not a great piano song. But and then that's it for the songs, right? Like there's nothing really else in the Lion King, right? But yeah. I mean, Circle mm-hmm. of Life. It just it takes the the movie to a whole new level. I think. Do you know how they? Do you know they? Do you know what the original trailer for the original Lion King was? It's just the opening shot. It's the exact yeah. same trailer as the remake, which is the worst movie ever made, the John Favreau remake. Wait, did you see the remake? I watched it on Disney Plus, and I my review was: <laughs> I think that we should make John Favreau get his hand eaten by a lion as punishment for making the movie. <laughs> okay, I do. I believe that. 
I fully, I'm not even joking. If John Favreau, if you ever hear this, I hate you now. I don't like your other movies because I hate that How? movie so okay, much. Okay, you can't, you can't just hate John Favreau for. I, I mean, he's started so many great franchises. Don't care. I'll never watch <laughs> Iron Man again. Go fuck yourself, John Favreau. Oh my gosh. Okay, real quick, I have the wait, wait. Uh, okay. I was I just I was about, gonna let me just before my next step about. on the outline was let's talk about our history with the Lion King so we'll so say this, this is, is that part of the episode great let's no. go okay real quick there there is one reason to watch the live action ver, the quote live action version of the Lion mm-hmm. King and it is I've I've, to, I've talked with you about this before but it's to watch animals fight each other. <laughs> because it's awesome when they do like it is this sick is. when the lions are fighting the hyenas like when sim when uh, uh wait when mufasa or simba somebody's surrounded by a bunch of hyenas i don't know man but it's like a monster a movie it's like it says it, the police are coming to your house uh because see, you've been running a dog fighting ring is that no what no see that? that's not that's not ethical you know those are real animals with oh, okay. with feelings and you have to starve them to like get them to really rev up you know but no this this gotcha. is this I'm is not familiar CG. with what it takes but yeah yeah no yeah i, I am not either um, <laughs> very uh familiar with that kind of thing but mm-hmm. um no it's got the it's got the appeal to me that like godzilla versus kong does or um or pacific rim where it's just like i want to see some like some some like uh apex predators go at it with each other and that's i think and that's what i like about the movie the rest of it is just seems very unnecessary i think the difference action. to me is pacific rim looks awesome and is filmed awesomely and has amazing designs and everything feels like it has weight and i'm in it whereas godzilla versus kong and the lion king are horrible and i hate them both <laughs> uh especially the lion king i don't hate godzilla versus kong i hate the lion king one i hate <laughs> that i'm watching can you feel the love tonight in the daytime because they clearly don't want to do like nighttime cgi or whatever it's so stupid i hate that the movie's 30 minutes longer with no extra content so everything's just stretched out like it just sucks that's why it's you like just the pacing fast forward ahead and just go to the animal fighting scenes and just watch sorry, the- anybody who hasn't seen it put it on watch the first like five minutes in in the lion king animated movie there's a part right in the beginning where like a mouse is running and scar catches it Right, and he's like playing with it between his fingers. In the freaking CG version, rather than the mouse, it just be like a close up of the mouse running and it immediately gets caught. It's like a full minute of this mouse like running through realistic grass and going over water. It's like they're just trying to show off how fucking good their CG is the whole time and they're just adding run time onto a movie for no reason and also let me answer my own question what my personal history with the original Lion King is I don't love it that much to begin with so I really don't want to watch the CG one (laughs) I'm not a huge Lion King fan mostly because I like a little more fun and comedy in my animated movies you know and I like the first half but once like I don't know I feel like it gets a little a little much at the end once Simba's an adult and he's going to confront Scar and there's it's very all this dramatic. Drama. It's very it's yeah. very epic. And I yeah. and um I this was this is one of my favorites as a kid. Um I just loved to be emotionally devastated by um <laughs> by uh uh by his death. By um Mufasa's Mufasa. Mufasa. I was gonna say Mustafar, mm-hmm. it's just not <laughs> close. By Mustafar's <laughs> death, you could see <laughs> 
<laughs> by Mufasa's death. Like that, like just devastated me as a kid. And I think it just made me latch, latch on to Simba. And I'm like, Oh, I want him to be awesome and come back. And so I just, yeah, I really latched onto the story part. And then, um, yeah, but back to Circle of Life. Like that's all they all they needed to do with, to promote The Lion King was to do the entire first sequence of of the animals coming with Circle of Life, and people were hooked and and it sold for a billion dollars and was the top the the top like box office animated movie until like Frozen right mm-hmm. dethroned yeah, that's it. Right, but I think. Um, the, yeah, the opening that, yeah. is a complete banger. I, I mean, I love Circle of Life, but. I don't know if that counts as one of the musical songs because I believe like the bo- the back of uh, this movie only counts it says five songs but there are six so are they excluding the opening numbers with the animals from the uh from the soundtracks from the official count that's weird yeah that's not again, on we have, par yeah, with again, Disney <laughs> but this well, is I guess Yet again, I just want to say another one of these has the wrong count for the freaking songs in the movie. Like, yeah, that's true. It's the wrong count, but at least in this movie we get an extra song, and it's yes. awesome, and they're awesome. So it is. It already like takes a step ahead of all the other ones. Agreed. But that's why I'm like maybe the opening numbers don't count because they're not like characters singing. They're just like basically score. You know. Hmm. Sure, I, don't know. I guess. But I do love Circle of Life. I love I Can't Wait to Be King. The rest of it I don't really like as much, I'll say. That's fine. And The Lion King as a whole, like I said. I loved it as a kid, but when I rewatch it, like it's not one that when I rewatch as an adult, I'm like, oh, this this is definitely banging for me. Like it's not yeah, one that I, I want to rewatch a lot. Yeah, I agree. So it's much. not, um, yeah, it it didn't age as well for me either. So it's not yeah. one of my top ones that I like to, to rewatch. So there it is. So we agree. We're in agreement basically going basically, in yeah. to this Pretty film, much. which, uh, I guess is that, do we need, need we say more about the original? I will say this actually before you, you mentioned it's box office, but did, did you read about it? It's VHS sales since mm-hmm. we are made nope. for TV. The original Lion King was the fastest, its VHS tape was the fastest selling retail item ever when it came out. It sold like 20 million copies in the first day. Wow. That cool. it came out. And then it sold like 55 million VHS tapes total. Jeez. Just insane. It almost made like as much or more as a VHS tape than it did in theaters and it already made so much money in theaters which yeah, is which crazy. is hilarious because Look. to me because they they didn't think that this movie was going to do so hot like when they were mm-hmm. producing it it was coming out they were making it at the same time you know the original lion king making it at the same time as pocahontas and yeah. they basically like all the a team people all the mm-hmm. like animation people and just the a-team was like we're going to pocahontas because that's that's the princess movie movie. that's gonna be the big one yeah Yeah, this one about animals like the plot okay it's not so great like it's gonna be just okay and and maybe they were you know maybe looking at the two plots you might see the same thing like like the lion king plot it's it's a little bit just 
you know, kid grows up. It's a basic up, Shakespeare. King, it's and... your, it's your, your basic. Uh, which one is it? It's uh, Hamlet. Hamlet. Is it? Yeah, that's what people say. Yeah, yeah, that's what people say. But um, yeah. So the, so the A team wasn't even on it, and then so they they put a couple people on um, the Lion King. The main guy who did the music recruited um, Elton John, and I'm mm-hmm. blanking on the guy's name who did the music. Uh, Hans Zimmer did the music. Well, Han, uh, yeah, so right? so he didn't write. He like, yeah, he was involved as well. But there was two guys like um, Elton mm. John and this other guy are credited with like writing. So this isn't an music, information so, podcast, all right? Yeah. We don't know names. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't write it down. That's really frustrating. But um, he uh, essentially like went and they just made some great songs and put Hans Zimmer to it and just blew everybody away. I think with the music, which really caught on. And then the animation mm-hmm. is, in the, is great in the first one too. So yeah, it, it obviously was a huge success. It was. And then it's remake was also a huge success. That remake made a billion dollars yeah. uh, as well. I think it's one of like the five probably highest grossing movies ever. Just the remake now. Uh, Man, John and Favreau, making... he is, he is just crying tears because of what you said, you oh, know, well, with his wads and wads of money that he's just yeah, well, wiping his tears away. I'm while you're saying that bit a wad of <laughs> mucus into his face. If I ever see him <laughs> tell you, John Favreau, your movie chef isn't even that good. You expect me to believe Whoa. that Sofia Vergara and fucking Scarlett Johansson want to want to fuck John Favreau? I don't buy it. At That's all. in Chef, all right? Yeah, he's like his ex-wife is Sofia Vergara, and then he's like <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's like falling in love with him or whatever in the I movie. Didn't know she was, I didn't even know either of those. I, it's been on my list to watch. Chef has been on my list to watch because it's I pretty love good. John even though Favreau I hate John Favreau, great, <laughs> I liked that movie when I saw it in theaters. I haven't really. I don't know how it holds up now, but I enjoyed it well enough in theaters. Um, huh. You know, they're making that they are making a second a second Lion King CG movie. I um, did. I only not know, know that. that. I only know that because the director is Barry Jenkins, who also directed the Academy Award-winning film Moonlight, and I just find it to be such a classic Disney. I don't know. I don't know how Disney gets these people who make like amazing, low-key, humanist films to then do gigantic blockbusters, because they've got... Uh, uh, What's her name? The chick who directed Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, something like that. I don't remember, but she's directing the the Eternals for Marvel. I don't know how they how they man. They always get them though. They must just have. They must just back up a dump truck of money onto their lawn. But I'm curious. <laughs> I wonder if that CG sequel will be based on this movie, Kyle. If if it is, I hope that they. I have some problems with the. I don't know we'll if you call it the plot, but I, we'll we'll get into it. But I should if it we is, get into I think it? That, I think that this, yeah, we 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 can get into it now. You want to just pop that movie in, pop that tape in, pop in, pop 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 pop, pop it in, get a popcorn. Tim Rice is the name of the guy who was uh, who was involved with the. Um, the soundtrack of the first movie thank god but we're done we're not talking about that garbage one that went to theaters no we're talking about this one you although this is a controversial episode kyle i don't want to i i don't want people writing us letters saying this doesn't count because this movie was released theatrically in other countries 
do in like the UK. It came out in theaters, but Man, we are American. Yeah, we're, 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 this that's, that's was just, made for TV to us. So. Yeah, and as an American, I, sometimes I just forget that the other countries are exist and are important. You know, well, as far as I'm concerned, no other countries do exist. Because you can't travel anywhere still, can you? I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't look into travel. CDC said today you can take off your masks if you're vaccinated. You're going to let them know when we record. You're going to ruin the magic. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Uh, We popped in the movie, right? Let's pop it in. Let's do it. You know what that means? We already did it. Damn it. Now i got to put the sound effect in Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you, You know what that means, though? It means we get to talk about... A bop, a certified bop opening song. Yeah. He lives in you. <laughs> yes. He lives in you. This song rules. I know. It's I so, love this I, song. It started, I looked so at much. I watched it with my wife, and I looked at her and I was like, is this like a Michael Bolton song or something? Uh, it like, sounds like she's, a... <laughs> she's like, it sounds like, oh, I want to take... These broken, broken wings. I literally have written down "Sounds Like Broken Wings" by Mister Mister. Yeah, in my notes. So <laughs> good. It does. It's, it sounds just like that, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like written by the like music producer of this movie, who was recommended by Hans Zimmer. Um, All right. To, the, he was like a Hans good was recommendation. Like, do this guy. He's he's the guy to do it. And so this is like his original song, which is. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. It rules. I love this song. Um, it's just great. It's your it's your circle of life for this one, and it's yeah. setting up our themes immediately of uh, themes of this movie. The classic like you live through your an- your ancestors lived through you. We're all one people. You know. Mm-hmm. Like every everybody is part of each other is that type of vibe is what yeah. we're going for. In this and this movie. this song does a great job of being like this is the circle of life song, but it doesn't feel like a cheap circle of life. It feels like yeah. a different song that could be in the same soundtrack, and it's yes, and it's great. It doesn't feel it's it's clearly spiritually the same without being a direct ripoff, which yeah. as far as this movie goes, it almost it, yeah it. At times, this movie's maybe a little too similar, or but it, it it's going for that same vibe where it is trying mm-hmm. to be hand in hand spiritually, but not exactly the same. I think, yeah. which is good for it. So it opens with that song, and all the animals are making their way to Pride Rock. Except it's nighttime, turning to dawn now, which I do like that vibe. You know that yeah. it starts like nighttime, nighttime. <laughs> uh, the animation I put definitely looks a uh, looks a little bit worse uh, than the original. It's not as bad, bad as honestly. some of these movies. It looks like there's less animals. Like they couldn't afford to draw as many. <laughs> they animals. just got tired. Oh yeah, man! Like in the first one, it's like a field of animals, and in this one, there's like two of each one. Like they're going to Noah's Ark or something. Do you know what the most complicated scene in the first movie was to animate in the in the Lion King? The, the most intense scene it was the wildebeest the, scene when they're the running will, i was gonna say it was probably the wildebeest because i think they're cg wildebeest they had to come up with a program to do it because they like the wildebeest like kept running into each other or something and so mm-hmm. the 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 what i read was that it took like three three years for them to to animate like they probably just put one team on it or something to like figure it out and it took forever 
for oh, yeah. for them to animate that one scene of the wildebeest going crazy. So it worked. So yeah, yeah. it worked. Good job, <laughs> yeah. that team. They did yeah, it. They did. Speaking it. of taking a long time, I do want to say an interesting thing about this movie: twice as long of a development time as the other films we've covered. Oh, normally hmm. they are a two-year process. This one was announced to come out like within two years and then was delayed another two years so i think Hmm. probably i i know there's like when you read the plot descriptions or whatever like there's a lot of names that are slightly changed throughout different versions and characters that were reworked so i'm imagining maybe the lion king they just thought it was like too good to release a bad sequel to it so they made them rework it or something i don't know but Whatever yeah. it is, the time I think does show in this film. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely you can feel that it has a like little bit was, more yeah polished. Or, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mufasa's looking down at him in the clouds, and it's beautiful, and we all cry. Uh, and <laughs> Rafiki presents a new cub to all the animals, and they cheer. It's, it's the exact same opening. Mm-hmm. Um, I did put there is a lot of uh, like wind and dust moving around, you know, and I am curious. Do you think that the wind in Pocahontas and the wind in The Lion King would get along? Yeah, I the think wind they would. leaves. I I think they should mm-hmm. make a movie about them together. About the wind, it yeah. should be a wind movie, and it goes throughout all of the movies, and it's yes. like. It starts with, well, the ending. The ending will be, um, it actually ends with the end scene of Forrest Gump when he's sitting on the bench and that leaf <laughs> is floating the, down. It's yeah. a feather, right? Is it a feather? Is it a leaf? Yeah. I think it's a feather. A and CG feather. Down. Yeah. Yes. That's that's will be the end of the movie. I just spoiled it, but oh yeah, my God, it'll be great. You do that. I think it will be great. You're right. Um, all right. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa are excited because there's going to be another baby boy for them to bond with. Because they're man children. But guess what, Kyle? Hmm. What? It's a girl baby. Yeah, I know. Girl? Whoa! Oh, such a, that is such a 90s fucking I loved opening. it. I love Timon so, and Pumbaa. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Timon and Pumbaa. Maybe it's my hatred of Hakuna Matata. Uh, yeah, I think that's really over. poisoned your view of, of this you know, just yeah. listening to that song on repeat, I guess. Do you it, know that was it, actually when I when we were in um, in high school, I was on the board for our um, graduation ceremony, and we mm-hmm. had to pick our song for our class, our class song. And um, yeah. one of the one of the uh, songs that was um, suggested was Hakuna Matata. And I shot it down. I said no. You shot it down. You said no, no, no. We're doing. Upendi. We're eighteen-year-olds here. <laughs> We're all eighteen here. We don't need to be doing no hakuna matata. And so we did. Uh, that was a five for fighting song. I forget. I forget. I have no song. idea what our song was. I, you know what, Kyle? I'm going to say that board that you were sitting on. It, it didn't. It was worthless because I guarantee you nobody knows what that song was and nobody cares. I'm going to remember it and tell you. <laughs> So well, after that, Kyle, the title card hits, mm-hmm. and it looks really bad. The title card, I will say, it does, it does like Lion <laughs> yeah. King cut, and then text. Simba's Pride. It looks like something you would do in like fo- or, or, or in mm-hmm. a PowerPoint, 
Like it just zooms yeah. in. Like and it doesn't fit with the weight. Cause there's a lot of weight that comes with that title mm-hmm. thing. You know, it feels good when they're just like, yeah. boom, the Lion boom. King. And you're just like, oh yeah, it's like, gotta buffed up that text a little bit. Boom. Simba's pride. It's like somebody's the Lion King. To Simba's pride, yeah. basically the audio Simba, equivalent. Simba's of it. pride, like they could have bit that, like that, like computer voice. Simba's pride. <laughs> I think they should add that to the movie. Uh, all right, after there's a lot of movie here, so I'm trying to burn through. Yeah, it's uh, good. We we cut back. Kiara is now Simba's age from the first movie, and Simba is an overprotective dad trying to give lessons, and Kiara's like not having it. Uh, and Zazu shows up and they talk about how outlanders exist and are treasonous filth, basically. Um, I wrote down here, Matthew Broderick is just a lamer dad lion than James Earl Jones. There's just no getting around it. It's less, I've always not really loved, I I like Matthew Broderick as an actor, right? Mm -hmm. Well enough. I mean, I like him in Election. I love him in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I don't like that he killed a woman in a car crash once. <laughs> don't like that part about him. Um, and then it's weird. He's in a movie. He's in a movie called Margaret, which is about a woman getting killed after oh, being hit geez. by a bus. He doesn't play any role that has to do with that bus accident, but I think it's weird that he's in it. Is all. I just always want to bring that up. Yeah. It's just a weird casting choice. Um, either way. Yeah, his he, vo- he's just yeah. like he's not cool James Earl Jones is so cool Mufasa's like the coolest character who ever existed right yeah like, so it's, majestic and big yeah. and then and then Matthew Broderick's like supposed to be that like he's I mean, like he's supposed to be and, aspiring to that is the whole yeah. point like he's supposed to suck in comparison but mm-hmm. it's just like Matthew Broderick my brain can't parse that his voice is supposed to be Mufasa's son's voice. You yeah. know? Like, like <laughs> that like is just, a middle-aged yeah. white dude. Like, that just doesn't yeah, work. It just doesn't all. fit. It's not majestic yeah. enough. It doesn't feel like he's king. Like, it works. For, I think it works for the Lion King movie, but then now you're like, oh, he's in charge and he's. Yeah, it's just Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I'm just not into it. I don't love. I don't love that aspect of this movie. It's, yeah, I just what are you gonna do? Jesus. Not bring back Matthew Broderick? You know, yeah, he dead. He died off screen. <laughs> Simba's make dead. it about. Make it about. <laughs> make it more about Nala. I like Nala more anyway. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Kiara runs off. She's not supposed to go to the Outlands. Simba recruits Timon and Pumbaa to keep an eye on her, and. Uh, then she's out in the grass chasing a butterfly, practicing her hunting skills. She finds herself drawn to the to the outlands where she was told to avoid. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa, they blow it and they scare her and they make her fall into water and Pumbaa almost kills her, which is yeah, funny. <laughs> he like falls on her and he's yep. just sitting on her and Timon's like, hey, you might want to get up. Like, no, he says, he says, let me define babysitting like <laughs> yells it and i just love how hard nathan lane goes as timon and like i just i think he does a fantastic job with this with timon's character like timona is on par with like um uh like it's like a gilbert Gottfried type character mm-hmm. you know um, it'd be yes. fun to, but he just... can sing, and it's yes, yeah, yeah true. You know sing. what I think? Yeah. They should make a movie, maybe that's all about Timon. 
Oh, it'd be interesting. They should, mm-hmm. and I should love it because that's what I remember. I never saw this movie. I never saw Lion King two. I watched it. I I will say I watched it once on VHS tape as a kid, and there is a line in the movie that is iconic to me, so burned into my brain that twenty years later, like I knew exactly when Kiara was going to say it. It's wow. my. It's one of my favorite lines to quote from any movie. Um, I don't know why it is. I've only seen the movie once, like I said, but it is permanently seared in my brain. I thought it was like the ultimate like roast line as a kid. I'll save it for when we get there. Good. Um, all right. Uh, I didn't write down who voices young Kiara. I know who voices adult Kiara. Uh, I looked her up to see if she was anything else and she wasn't in, um, like a ton else like she did a few more things as a kid and then i think like didn't do anything much more so you you don't matter then young person her name is michelle horn is what i think i have here i just have i've realized i have the wikipedia page open so i can just look um all right (laughs) kiara doesn't drown they give her a lecture about not going off all alone um but really she had not gone off yet so i feel like their lecture is uh, premature like she was hanging out in the grassy area where she's allowed right i feel like and then they scared her and she <laughs> fell into water so whatever which um, yeah i mean yeah in this scene you can see she's she just like clearly is terrible at stalking animals yes like she's she very not ben- good and i blame simba for this like uh, just yes he's like, not doing his job clearly if no <laughs> Like he threw her out there, and he's obviously worried about her because he's he's like, wow, she really like sucks at this. And then yeah, yeah. Um, she says she wants to be more than a protected princess, um, but she's not even willing to eat some f- delicious bugs when Timon and Pumbaa offer them. So she seems like she's kind of a stuck-up princess to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while Timon and Pumbaa bicker about which bugs are best, she slips away and heads toward the Outlands. Yeah, she's not supposed to go there, Kyle. Mm-mm. I want to bring up at this point. I do think it's probably, maybe it's early to bring this up. I don't think Kiara is like that great of a character. I wish that nope. she was a little more. I wish she had a little bit more going on. She's you know? she's very naive in this movie. Um, yeah, and it's it's part of my criticism of this movie is mm-hmm. that. Um, I guess I'll, uh, yeah, basically in this movie, I don't know. I, I've, I've coined a new phrase for what my my mm-hmm. concern for this movie is, and I feel like it has protagonist chaos where <laughs> there's too many people that you uh-huh. are, like, rooting for, and there's yeah. no main character that you want yeah. to like succeed and win and have that moment nobody really gets that that moment that you want because you're you're like do i root for kiara do i root for am i like root like wanting simba to get his moment Mm -hmm. am i wanting kovu to like have his like who am i rooting for and i think and and maybe they tried to warn me with the title of the movie being simba's pride and you're just supposed to root for everybody yeah i think that's, that's my main problem with it is like there's not the one character you're really rooting for like so hard and then they really like come through as the the main protagonist i think my issue is that simba isn't necessarily like the most fascinating character in the first movie let's say kiara is kind of like a simba light 
let's say. But uh, ostensibly, they were like, well, we'll make it a female lead this time to change things up. Um, but they don't have as much confidence to let her stand alone for the majority of the movie. It's right. like, because they're making it about a girl, now they need to make a male lead who has like 50-50 billing. And they need to make Kiara's main focus of the film be a romance story now. Whereas Simba does have Nala, but Nala is there. She's not in like a third of the movie, right? Yeah, like she's Nala she's isn't kind really... of a plot device. Yes, she's there point. when they're she's kids. Really, yeah. And then she shows up just to lure him back to Pride Rock, like at the end of the movie. So mm-hmm. Simba has his own story going on that is not defined around romance. Whereas as soon as they make a movie about his daughter, because it's she's a girl, now we need to make her primary focus be a romance. A romance, for yeah. The whole movie, and which is just a little disappointing to me. Yeah, and it's disappointing because she's also like, She's just not like that clever. Like there's one thing in the movie that she, the one thing that she does at the end that is like wise, you know, everything Mm -hmm. else is just like you suck at hunting things and you really want to do it by yourself and you're going to go in the really dangerous area and you're going to fall in love with this guy. Well, speaking of going to the dangerous area and falling in love, (laughs) Uh, while making her way to the Outlands, she bumps into a male cub about her age that looks suspiciously like Scar. Yeah, <laughs> very suspiciously. Very suspiciously. Uh, he makes fun of her for being like a daddy's girl, and then they both get attacked by alligators, uh, and they manage to escape. Uh, the boy lion, whose name is Kovu, is like, I'll distract him while you run away. And then he's about to get eaten, and she jumps on one of the alligator's mouths to save her. Uh, and then they bond over their adventure, and they're vibing. And we see a mysterious, grown female lion watching from the brush in disapproval. Yes. Uh, and we find out that her name is Zira when Simba shows up, and he's like, Ah, oh, heck no! Get out of here! Kiara, you can't be messing around with these out outlanders <laughs> and uh, all the pride landers and outlanders are like all there and they're like we hate each other and Simba tells them to get out of the pride lands uh, and Zira's like Kovu was chosen by Scar to be king before they were exiled and yeah. then Kiara and Kovu get carried away from each other and this would be an interesting story if they don't you just wish that the that they had set this up in the first movie. Like, this is classic. We don't have anything set up for a sequel right. shenanigans where all of a sudden there's, like, all these Scar loyalists that have to yeah, get banished like, where or where were these lions? They were not <laughs> in the first one. <laughs> you guys, who are you guys? What is this? Uh, None of you existed. Yeah, there's so there's bad lions. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. And <laughs> instead it's of the hyenas, like, they, yeah, clearly, I mean, it, it's not a bad idea, but it's no. just really it out just of feels like field. you wish that the first movie would have had bad lions who yeah. and it had Simba be like you're not welcome here anymore you know before the big ending or whatever yeah and it's just like because then oh, it'd be like oh it. this is a, I would have loved it if Zira was in the first one because Zira is so cool Zira rules and I do want a quick tangent speaking of characters that aren't here um, have you ever seen uh, the Lion Guard is the name of the show on uh, Disney nope. Plus, or it's nope. on Disney. Uh, it sucks. Don't watch it. It's a terrible show. I hate it. But in it, it takes place 
a little bit before The Lion King 2, and it stars oh. Simba and Nala's other kid who is a, like their boy son, Lion. And oh. the third season... <laughs> Where's he in take, this movie? Ex- well, that's the point. In the second <laughs> season, I, I was just reading the description. I guess the end of the second season, they fight Scar's spirit or something and they get injured in the process so their son and like the rest of the lion guard go to the tree of life uh to go like get healed and practice learning whatever lion guards do i don't know they're like protectors or fighters i'm picturing picturing scar's eye with the scar through it on top of a big tower next to a giant volcano it's exactly that and they have to (laughs) go to the tree maybe the tree of life is the volcano i'm just picturing a lord of the rings setup but with scar's spirit and they have to cast his cast it into the um, fire isildur destroy (laughs) it um yeah yeah so it but sounds awesome. Way, Why don't I want to watch that? I know it's it's the animation sucks. It's so bad. Is, does um, Jeremy Irons uh, voice no. Scar? No, but he doesn't voice Scar in this movie. We'll get to who voices True. Scar in this movie. Um, the. Uh, Either way, they had to write the third season basically to explain why the sun is not there in the second movie. And I just think it's really funny that there's this sun that I'm supposed to pretend is canon and exists during this movie. No mention. Like, no, mention no mention at all. No mention of him at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. No. Uh, all right. So back to this movie, though. They make their way back to Pride Rock. So uh, real, real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. They... There's a moment here where um, Zira is like, uh, like Scar is like, what, like, or not Scar, Simba is like, you're not welcome here. And she basically, she tosses um, Kovu out and she makes a very strange reference to me that it'd be in a kid's movie, but she's like, here's your pound of flesh, take it. Which is, which is a Shakespeare quote from uh, The Merchant of Venice. And it's about this there was a, a debt that needs to be paid to this mm-hmm. uh like banker character i think and he um and the guy can't pay him so the guy's like okay you can't pay me well you give me a pound of flesh and it's supposed to be like this yeah. thing and i that's somehow they they figure out how to do that without like having the guy die from giving him a pound of his skin or whatever but I Sounds just like found soft. that reference super strange in a like kids movie, like well, a very like literary are, reference. Like they are very clear. They whoever made this movie is really leaning into the fact that the first one was kind of like Hamlet because yeah. this one is <laughs> it's, yeah. obviously it's Romeo and Juliet. Like they they are mm. really leaning into the Shakespeare elements of yeah. it, and even one and a half maybe is uh, Shakespearean in a way. When we get to that one. Oh, I don't remember um, one and a half other than that I loved it. So I'm excited. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, we'll talk about its Shakespeare tie-ins uh, once once we get to it. But yeah, I do like, I even though I think it's like, it's cheesy, I do like the idea. And, and I've already talked about how I don't like that she's romance defined. I do think it's fun to just be like, well, what's another Shakespeare play? And let's make that with <laughs> lions as well. Like, I just think it's a funny idea. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and it it also just gives us a notion that Zira maybe doesn't really care about her kids that much. Yeah. You know, or I think she's just like, not necessarily even that she doesn't care about her kids, but like that, uh, she wants Simba to, she views Simba as like a monster. She's, she wants him to 
have to confront his own like racism against them because if he won't kill Kovu or whatever won't take Kovu then he's admitting that like there is no inherent inherited sin in Kovu right uh, like there's nothing yeah. wrong with this kid you won't let us into the pride into your pride like you are being <laughs> a bad leader by leaving this innocent basically banishing them as well is what is kind of what yep. I think she's going for it's crazy man crazy it's a deep it's a deep movie Kyle um, yeah, and then, all right. So they're making their way back to Pride Rock. Simba sets down Kiara for a one-on-one, heart-to-heart about the circle of life. Kiara says she doesn't want to be queen, but Simba says it's in her blood, as I am. And then we get song number one or two, possibly, depending on how you're counting them. We're counting the first one. We're, We're counting count the first, first one. one. Song number two, we are one. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. <laughs> we are. We are one. No, song number two. Maybe that's why they. It bugged him so much. Yeah, yeah. I like um, the lead up. I like the lead into this song because it's it's a nice little contrast, you know. Uh, Kiara doesn't want to be king, where where, yeah. where Simba just couldn't wait to be king, and I just kind of like that. You know, it's just I like the contrast there. there. It's like poetry; it rhymes. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought this was Matthew Broderick singing, but according to Celia, it is not. What? It's not. It's no, not that good. It's not that good. Uh, it's fine. The song's decent. You know, it's whatever. It's oh, uh, him singing isn't that good. I like the song. Oh, yeah, I, I think yeah. the song is pretty, uh, is is good. I like the lyricism in it with them talking about, they, they use the word pride a few times in a few yeah. different ways. And I, I just, the, that lyrics, I thought that was really cool. I wrote down, I don't remember the, this one's melodies. Well, I watched this movie Normally I watch it like the day before. I think I watched it two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's not stuck in my head, but I did write down it's tight. We <laughs> are more my... than we are. We are one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not Matthew Broderick. I guess it's like a guy who regularly sings for him or something. I don't know, like a sound alike. I think His that's... brother or something. I don't know. I, get, I don't even think they're related. It's just weird. It's a weird thing. Because I wrote, I was like, oh, Matthew Broderick finally gets to sing. Because he doesn't sing in the first yeah, movie. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So because he can sing, not. he was on Broadway, right? Like, I'm not crazy. He was in the producers. So, so why doesn't he sing? I don't why know. Maybe because I mean, because he, he is like probably because of what we're talking about. Matthew Broderick not being a very majestic, cool voiced guy. He yeah. sounds kind of like a nerd. Like he plays. Uh, which one does he play? Uh, Leo. Leo Bloom on in the producers. There's Max Bialystok and Leo Bloom, I think, are the characters. And Leo Bloom is like a nerdy accountant who's like a <laughs> loser who carries around a blankie. Like, so he's <laughs> perfectly suited for that kind of singing, but I guess he's just not good for the f- proud father leader of the lions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty good song, though. And Simba's like, one day, Kiara, you will understand. Uh, and then there's a commercial break. And now we see we're in the heart of the Outlands, Kyle. Yeah. And there's a lion there who goes out of his way to specify that Scar was not even Kovu's dad. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They really try to clarify it, the whole film. They really do. The whole film, I'm just like, you know, what's the most, like, likely thing here? Did, Did Scar just, like... 
see a kid that didn't have his dad around for some reason and was just like, you know what? I'm going to be kind of a father figure to these I'm kids. viewing it as, to bring it back to uh, relating it to other franchises, I'm viewing Scar as like Palpatine and Ko yeah, as Anakin. True. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe. Very, he was just like, oh, under you'll be wing. my evil thing. It's or, my I, apprentice. I guess that's more like, that's a little bit more likely. But to me, the they most likely really... thing is he banged this Zira chick and was just like, what you're having a kid? No, I'm no. not. I think not a that, part of that Scar Scar is one of the Disney villains that is like many of them very heavily queer coded. Uh, so I think I could fully believe that Scar has knew he would never uh, have his own heir with his own genetics and uh, just chose to. Maybe he saw a weak cub and it reminded him of himself. As a boy, not so living up to his very masculine lions. brother. So the two uh, lions in both prides that have the same, very unique features, you mm-hmm. don't think that they're related to, <laughs> to Scar. Whether they, just, they stand out from everybody else. Hey, they have different color hair. Say, different... All I'm going to say is we're creating <laughs> that all of these lions exist all of a sudden. So I'm just going to have to pretend there was another lion who had black, who had a black mane who existed. Who am I? Who am I to say? Well, Zira yeah. and this whole gang of lions emerged from thin air out of nowhere. So why can't there be a, a male that died that looked kind of like Scar? <laughs> Either way, this other lion, whose name is Nuka, uh, voiced by Andy Dick, who I hate, and uh, I also hate Nuka. Jeez, um, you hate like everybody. You hate John. I Bob really hate, hate Andy Dick. Is like known to be like an asshole. So, uh, so I don't. I he's don't not care. known to be a dick. Yeah. Well, yes, he is known to be a dick. Uh, but apparently, he's just like very hated by people in the biz uh, and by Scott and by me. So it's if fun. you if if the biz hates you, Scott hates you. I just remember him. I read. I've read this story about him making a joke about like Phil Hartman's death, who was like an SNL uh, guy. He's also mm. Phil Hartman is a. Uh, he's in. Um, he's in Jingle All the Way. He's like the neighbor. The uh, oh, the neighbor that guy's that's dead. Trying, yeah, yeah, he's dead. He's been Aww. dead for years and Ted, years. Ted, neighbor years. Ted, I think he's Ted. In. Yeah, uh, but there's. It's like Andy Dick. Made some joke about it. I think he might have been. I can't remember. Now I can't remember the details. I'm not going to get into the details. But either way, he. It's not a great story. Was giving you know, people drugs who he shouldn't death. be given. Yeah, yeah he was giving drugs story. to people who shouldn't, and that somehow led to his Phil Hartman's death. Uh, basically, he just sucks. He sucks, and people don't like him. There's like a story <laughs> of a uh, John, is it John Lovitz, the. Uh, I think that's the guy's name, the, uh, another SNL guy, like choking him out. And he's not the type of guy who you would think would be choking people out. Um, so, yeah, not an Andy Dick fan, although Andy Dick does reprise the role of Nuka in The Lion Guard. So okay. that's funny. He's still out here repping that uh, <laughs> Lion King stuff. Nuka is they, they I did hate a Nuka. really they did a really great job in saying, let's make a disgusting looking yeah okay i wrote that so gross absolutely despise how nuka and his younger sister vitani look because they look like 
deviant art fan fiction Lion <laughs> King characters. Like the first I Lion the, King, I don't think the sister is that bad. I think that she she's looks got on these part stupid like bangs or whatever going on, <laughs> and, and her eyes are like purple or something. That like they just look weird. The way that they're drawn. It's like the first movie goes out of its way to like try to create like a realistic look for the lions. And this one just feels like they, whoever was designing it, like put too much spice in the chili, you know? Like they wanted to give them (laughs) distinct features to the point where they just don't look like they belong in the world. They look like they belong in a different animated lion movie to me. Yeah, I see that. I mean, he, Nuka is just so gross. Like he's disgusting. Like he's got like his hair looks like armpit hair, like on, like coming out of his arms. Like it's just, it, it, he's, just repulsive to look at and it takes like so long i just looked at the time oh god we're uh, good we're good we're good but he looks like um he reminds me of the of the the villain from ratcliffe from pocahontas and i just don't yeah, like looking yeah. at them so him Fair and, enough. him and him could ratcliffe and nuka could could be a, a duo and and I would never watch it because it'd be so gross. Boom. They suck. <laughs> um, these two. All right. So these are Kovu's siblings. Uh, Zira's other kids. Um, Nuka thinks he should have been chosen because he's the oldest and he's cooler in his mind, I guess. Uh, and Vitani is like, you tell mom if you think you're hot stuff. Um, Zira shows up and she's mad that Nuka wasn't watching Kovu like he was supposed to and then she yells at Kovu about how the Pridelanders suck and they have to stay away from them uh, and Kovu is like I don't know that Kiara girl seemed nice and then Zira hatches a scheme <laughs> to uh, have Kovu earn their trust as a double agent essentially mm-hmm. Um and then we he puts she or Zira puts Kovu to sleep, and then sings the song "My Lullaby," which oh, yeah, I got a weird fact about this one, Kyle. I love it. Do you Give know who me. one of the writers of this song is? Uh, nope. One of the credited writers for "My Lullaby," Joss Whedon. What? I I have <laughs> no I I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I was Dang looking it. up. Why do I like Joss's stuff? <laughs> I know, don't you, you hate know, it? I'm like, like uh, I don't want to like Joss Whedon, but you know, I used to I want to like him, and then I found out that yeah. he was the a total turd. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, why do why does he have to do stuff that I like? I know, he. I know, I hate it. I know, it made me Where did like he come the song from a little bit. To like, help write this song, is he like friends with somebody? He's a like, well, Joss Whedon. I don't know if you know this. He is. I hate. I know so much about him because, I know you as do. you know, I am a Buffy obsessive, and I knew a million things about him before everyone knew he was a turd. And now I just know things that nobody should have to know. <laughs> that nobody wants to know. Uh, he's the first like third generation TV writer, um, oh. which is like his. Grandpa and his dad both wrote for TV shows. Holy cow. Uh, and Joss grandpa? Whedon's first, yeah, Joss Whedon's first uh, job, like, writing was as, like, a, he did scripts for Roseanne, the sitcom. Like, he did, like, <laughs> touch-ups on those scripts. Um, and then he's he's always been someone who does, like, a lot of, like, uh, like writing cleanup, you know? Like, he'll script doctor bad scripts and make them mm-hmm. better. Um, he's one of the credited writers on Toy Story. So he might have just known people uh, at Disney through that, you know, because Toy Story sure. probably came out around the, the same time as this. I don't know why, though, this is his only credit on this movie. 
That's what's weird it's to me strange, that I could yeah. find it. I least. just think he's <laughs> probably at somebody's house while they were writing and he pitched in a few thoughts and they're like, all right, we're putting you in on, we're, you're, you're yeah. in. You're, Makes we're sense. In. But yeah, yeah, I was looking at like, because I was reading about the soundtrack and it was like these, Elton John did not return. Songs were written by blank blank and Joss Whedon. And I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, which song did he write? So I had to dig into each song to find which one was him. And yeah, this is the one that he wrote on my lullaby. Um, and this is a song where Zira sings about their plight and about her plan. Uh, and, uh, and, Basically, her lullaby will be the sounds of her enemies suffering and dying. Oh, yes. Here it is. The sound of Simba's dying gasp, his daughter squealing in my grasp, his lioness's mournful cry. That's my lullaby. Pretty good. So (laughs) good. Zira is, like, so evil. Like, when she said that, like... I like had a physical reaction to her saying his daughter squealing in my grasp. Like I looked at Carrie, like, oh, she's she is you mean you messed up. Like she is really, really in it for this deep, deep revenge. Like mm-hmm. wants to kill his children. Like yeah, it's very dark. I don't know if I like this more than. You know, I don't love Be Prepared, but I love Jeremy Irons' voice so much, and I don't know if I like Zira's actress as much as Jeremy oh, Irons. I think I'm about to. But, I think I'm about to shatter something for you. No, no, you told me that you that you. Uh, wait, what are you going to shatter for me? Jeremy Irons doesn't sing Be Prepared. He doesn't. Wow. He doesn't because he was singing it, and yeah. there was a part where his like voice like cracked, and he couldn't finish it. <gasps> so, do you know who stepped in and sang it? I wait. I do know now that you bring it up. Is it our man himself? It's our man. It's one of our men. Yes. But our number one man. It's Jim Cummings. It's Jim Cummings. Oh, God, it's Cummings. (laughs) It's Jim Cummings. Oh, God, it's Cummings. Forgot about that. That's our bit. (laughs) It's our new bit, our new segment. Is it, oh, God, it's Cummings or, oh, God, I'm Cummings? Either way. Because Uh, he does a voice of, of... of Scar, like as a voice or yes. something in this, right? He, and he, he does is it, I think. Later in the film, when, uh, yeah, when Simba has a dream, a nightmare, Scar has like one line, and that is our our token Jim Cummings uh, appearance later. I don't know. I should have thought about that. You're right. All right. This song wins. Kinda. But he like already like was singing, like, yeah, like they had some recording of it, and then, and then they just like Jim stepped in to like do it. And so did he do all of it or did he just finish it? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like it'd be noticeable if, well, I don't know. I could be just like it, a higher like, note part that they changed. I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to rewatch the Lion King and find out. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. Either yeah, way, I, I think my this song is good that, either way. That's the point. Yeah. I think <laughs> I like the, I wasn't always a huge fan of be prepared. I would say that they're similar to me. Like, it's not like this one's like leagues above better, but I just, I like the animation with it. I love it when she slashes the the opening to this hive and like the sun is coming down and like it just looks really cool and big and be prepared is just kind of a different type of song. Like it's not it's less of Scar's motivation to him just trying to recruit the hyenas, right? This I do say I will say I do like that this one is so personal and yeah. very targeted and it's like, you know, message of i i really hate 
Simba and his yeah. gang. And, and it does establish a good precedent for later on. Like, Zira is, like, the... She is ride or die on this. Like, she yes. will not let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, which makes you really wish she was in the first movie. Uh, yeah. I did write down about... You talked about breaking the rocks and stuff. I wrote, Kovu's a really heavy sleeper. Yeah, doing it's all true. This, he is sleeping singing. through, like, all he's of just this. asleep. Like, I'm like, bro, really... how are you not waking up? Um, sleepy boy. And then after that, Kyle, we get a commercial break. Uh, and it's just like a fade to black. Uh, and Rafiki is in his tree doing his Rafiki thing, explaining the plot, talking to himself. That is something about this movie that lowers it for me a little bit, too, is um, there's a little bit too much of, like, anybody who's watching can already tell what's going on, but they have to then explicitly state things in case you're too dumb, you know? (laughs) Like, I think it's clear they just don't have as much faith in kids as an audience, Um, but the first movie doesn't really have that same problem, so I feel like they could have possibly taken a step back and been like, do we need to have characters explicitly state things that are very heavily implied already? You know? But whatever. Yeah. Uh, Rafiki's just basically talking through the plot of what's going on. Well, and he then like the wind boom. shows oh, up. He, what'd you say? I was gonna say he's talking to himself. Well, he's talking to Mufasa, and yeah. the wind, who is Mufasa, shows up and uh, gives him the idea that Kovu and Kiara should hook up. Mufasa, I guess, is like playing. A, is just a cool ass wingman from the grave. It's strange. It's very strange to me. <laughs> that Mufasa's like Kiara and Kovu, they should be together. They're the key or whatever. Like this is why why what are you doing up there in heaven? I know. Man. Yeah, like, what do you got going on, Mufasa? <laughs> it's weird. Why do you care about this? Yeah, so. mm, okay. My granddaughter should sleep with the lion who looks like my brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Freak. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Rafiki's um, like, oh, yeah. This is a great idea. Yeah. All right, Rafiki. <laughs> um, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but they just needed it to happen. They need a plot device, and that's what the wind slash Mufasa is. It's a plot device to just yeah. get the thing jump started. Um, which, fair enough. He wants to, I mean, the heart of what he's saying is he wants to unite the two prides. He doesn't mm-hmm. want this rift to still exist, which is fair enough. I think they could have worked it in a little more subtly is the only thing. Um, we flash forward, and now Kovu's grown up. And he is voiced by, um, I know his name, I know his name, Jason Marsden. Who, you know you know Jason Marsden, right? Yeah, no, sounds familiar. He's the voice of Thackeray Banks in Hocus Pocus. Oh. Okay. And he is the voice of a character we will be talking about in two weeks. He's Max in the Goofy movie. Oh, nice. I don't know that. Yeah. That's cool. And he has also played Eric's best friend in the first season of Boy Meets World. Okay. That's what I know him from. What else is he in? I think he's not in a whole lot. He does a lot more voice work (laughs) now than he does, like, live action acting, I think. Um, But I was a fan of... uh, I was a fan of Boy Meets World, so I recognize him from that, like, right away. Like, I know that voice. You'll never fool me. Um, Yeah, he's just in a bunch of other, like, TV shows and stuff where he pops up. And then just occasional, Mm -hmm. occasional movie voices. Yeah. I I don't know why, but I wasn't really expecting the time shift forward for some reason. Like, it was... 
as well done as the first movie to be sure yeah and the first one the time shift is during hakuna matata and like you see Mm -hmm. it over time like time is passing this one it's just we're there boom yep time shifted forward um i do want to say also he is a voice of uh he's a voice in the english dub of spirited away and zira is the voice of the villain in spirited away no cool so they just went up together beautiful and that's really the only thing i would like to shout out the actress who plays zira i think Um, i need to watch spirit away now because uh, yeah i love zira's voice actress so much it's probably one of the like i mean it's one of the most lauded animated movies like yeah it's very good i just need to watch it you should you'll like it it's good um, but yeah, that's like the only thing that really Zira Zira's not in a whole lot. I think she's probably like a lot of people who do Disney movies like this, just like a stage actress more, you know? Yeah, I think um, she was really old when she did this. She doesn't have very many she has this in Spirit Away credited mm-hmm. and then like nothing else. And I think it was like one of the last things she did. Because like a look up she's in a lot of old stuff, so yeah, more of a classically trained person versus like a movie person. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Do it. I, Either I way, She's great. Salute to her. I say. Okay. Uh, we've grown up. So we're, we're grown up. Kovu's grown up. Uh, Kovu looks like John Stamos. He does. John Stamos. Zira that's has winter soldiered him. Said. She was like, he looks um, like John Stamos. I'm like, huh? I guess. I think she's got the hots for this line. I know. Like, big, come on. <laughs> looks like me. I'm cool. You said cut it out because we you're no John Stamos. You're a freaking Uncle Joey at best, <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Okay. That's true you're Dave Couillet and you know it. <laughs> um Zero's winner winner soldiered Kovu. So he like, I must kill Simba. I must kill Simba is like what's <laughs> going on in his head. Um Meanwhile, in the Pride Lands, uh everyone's gathered because it's Kiara's first hunt. Kiara Voiced by somebody who I love, Nev Campbell. Yeah, I don't know that person. Wow, that's offensive. She's uh, the she plays Sydney in the Scream movies. If you've ever seen the Scream nope. movies, nope. oh Never my, seen them. Kyle, don't watch all the Screams. I love the Scream franchise. It's like Celia's favorite movie is like Scream One. She loves that movie. It's so good. Are these the uh, Scream? Are they the parody ones? They're not uh, they're the meta horror movies and scary movie is like oh scary the the very first scary movie is like a parody heavily of the first scream scream is very much a 2000s horror movie that is like the characters are aware of the tropes of horror movies is kind of its shtick oh cool it's very good i love it i'm a huge scream fan um either way so i love nev campbell that's all we need to say about her i guess she's good she's not in a whole lot these days i think they're making a scream five i'm excited for it um yeah it's kiara's first hunt um i did write down here this is where i made a note i really hate i like the songs in this movie but i don't like the score i don't like the little like pan thing that's always playing do you know what it sounds like when 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 it's like the intense music it sounds like it's music from pirates of the caribbean (laughs) Like it sounds like he's a pirate. Like it's like very similar to that, and I and I hate. I just did not like the score. Like the music is great, and then the score is just like, 
I don't know. I don't know who was in charge of the score, but yeah. it's like they recorded something. Like the guy who records like the music, like hey, this is what it's supposed to like feel like, and then they kind of just buffed it a little bit and sent it, it out versus like giving it to an actual like Hans Zimmer type person to you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not. For me, it was the happy music that, like, the peaceful music that I clocked as hating. Just this okay. whistly flute music that would play all the time in the movie. I just hate it. Um, but yeah, I'm. I didn't. I didn't notice that he's a pirate, but I bet it if is you also watch bad. It again, it's every yeah. action scene is the same <laughs> score behind it. I feel like there's. I feel like, yeah, there's basically two score songs. It's either the happy, like, pan flute music or that music that you're <laughs> yeah. talking about. So it's not great. They both repeat a lot, and, yeah, they're not strong. Um, Simba promises to let Kiara hunt alone, and then he's a turd, and he sends Timon and Pumbaa to follow yeah. her anyway. Um, and Kiara sucks at hunting, so she goes yeah. off and I totally and jumped the gun antelope. on this earlier, because this is where the part where she, like, sucks at hunting. Is, yeah. Yeah, but it's a, they set it up early with the with her I guess scaring the butterfly or whatever. So good for them. Um, <laughs> back uh, back in the Outlands, Nuka and Vitani are grown up. Uh, oh, I forgot to say, dang it! I just wanted to say, young Vitani, voiced by Lacey uh, Chadbert, was that her name? Uh, it doesn't matter. But she's the chick. She's she's um the one with Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. So that's all I want to say. Her hair is full oh. of secrets. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lacey Chabert. Chabert. Chabert is her name. Monsieur uh, Chabert. Yes, that's exactly it. Okay, we, we got to go so much faster. We're I gotta fine. Stop. We're good. We're fine. We're you know what? You're good. right. Easy listening. This is going to be a four-hour long podcast on Simba's Pride. And I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm going to start. You know what? Let's just... Take a moment. Everybody feel calm. I'm going to put in... Right now, I'm going to put in that pan flute music that I hate. I don't even think it's a pan flute. Whatever it is. But I'm just going to put it into the episode. We're all just going to calm down. It's great. We're loving it. We're feeling good. It's synthy garbage Mm. music. Okay, cool. Um, Some ASMR. ASMR. Oh, yeah. Nuka and Vatani, they spot Kiara, and they start biting all the dry grass. Oh, wait. I skipped ahead. Um... This is sorry, Nuka and Vitani are grown up, and Nuka continues to whine about Kofu, and they light some sticks on fire, and they head off to find where Nuka <laughs> Stop, I can't. All right, good. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa, <laughs> they're doing some goofy antics um, where they're stealthing around. Right, they're, they, they do that classic bit. Celia laughed. We watched this one together. Normally, we I watch them alone at my computer in my office so I can take notes oh, easily. That's so sad. I know. That's the worst thing about this podcast is it's me <laughs> at like 8.30 at night sitting alone in front of my monitors watching the freaking made-for-TV VHS tape movies. Well, it's become a movie um, night thing for us with cash and everything, so it works really well. Yeah. I, I do a lot of pausing, too, so I don't want to, like, subject... Like dot, yeah. I don't think would handle it, but I pause all the time so I can make sure I'm like catching things to write down. Um, but yeah, Celia watched with me and she laughed so hard. She loves the bit. Whenever there's the bit where it is a giant person hiding behind a skinny tree, oh, yeah. you know, they do the classic <laughs> Pumbaa, you couldn't hide behind that tree, but he does. And it's yeah. funny. <laughs> um, and uh, while they're stealthing around, they end up in the path of the antelope. 
basically. Mm-hmm. They're like stampeding away from Kiara and Kiara spots them and she's sad because her dad didn't trust her. So she runs away from the Pride Lands to hunt. And I did make a note here. At the beginning of the movie, Kiara's voice sounds weird. Like the quality of the recording sounds like it's on a worse Wait, here microphone. Or you're talking about when she was a kid? Here, when it's Nev Campbell. Like oh. there are parts... Celia pointed it out and then I noticed it. I didn't notice it as it kept going, but especially like at this part I noticed. It's a weird thing. It means nothing maybe they to pulled anybody. A, maybe they pulled our um you know our you know our series our our Destiny Cop series yeah. when we'd have people with regular mics and then people were just like recording on their phones. So maybe yes. maybe they're just like, you know what? This was a classic record on Nev your phone Campbell, in your car. Nev Campbell recorded in the parking lot. At like 6 a.m. on her phone for yeah. these lines. Yeah. Yep. Um, she runs off. Nuka and Vitani uh, spot Kiara and they start lighting all the dry grass on fire. Uh, and then the fire and the stampede of animals start headed right in Kiara's direction. Uh, and Kovu and Zira are watching from the clifftop and their plan is afoot. Uh, back on Pride Rock, Simba spots the fire, and he knows that Kiara must be in trouble because he's like, Kiara, and runs off in that direction. I don't know how he knows it's Kiara, but I guess he's just being an overly concerned dad. He's an overly concerned dad that he that knows his daughter sucks at hunting, and like Fair if there's enough. a fire, maybe he should have. Those can her. spread pretty bad. Like that's probably not a great thing on the African plains. So he's probably not. You know. Um, yeah, and then, uh, she ends up enclosed in flames, hanging for her life, and does, like, a, some sort of miraculous jump up the cliff. I'm not really sure how she does it. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. Uh, and this, I wrote the CG fire looks pretty bad. It's not quite Wildebeest level. No, um, but, uh, Kovu finds her passed out in the smoke, which I did... I've had it. I thought if there was going to be a Dr. Davidson's diagnosis, it would be something on smoke inhalation, and it's yeah, dangerous. Yeah, I thought about it, but yeah, it's just not but that much to say. You know what? You're so. not a veterinarian, so what would you even know? That's You're, exactly what I was going to say later. Sorry to disappoint. There's no Dr. Davidson's Davidson's diagnosis, but it's because I'm not oh, a... People, I'm don't say vet- it now. They just turned off the episode. They're not even going to listen now, Kyle. I'm not a veterinarian. It, maybe, <sighs> maybe there will be. <gasps> See, I just kept them. Oh, there you go. Now you got him. So, look. Now there might be an M. Night Shyamalan level twist. Yeah. Baby. The biggest. A chubby checker style <laughs> twist. Yeah. Get it? Because he wrote, he did the song. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. I saw uh-huh. Chucky, Chubby, Chucky, <laughs> Chubby Checkers Chuck- live do the twist. What? Yeah. He was at like a Pacers game once. That's pretty cool. So, I would yeah, have assumed he, he was, was dead awesome. long before we would be at an age to see him perform. I'm pretty sure so. it was him. It may. I don't think that they were just playing the twist and had a guy out there that looked like him. It could have <laughs> been the case. I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive that he was out there and we were all doing the twist. All right. But let's see when he died because well, I can now, we be gotta, totally. now we got to look up when Chubby Checker died. That's just how it is. Um. He. Uh, he's still alive now, so all right. Yeah, he was there. Says, I did says the clip years, of Chubby Checker. Look at that. It says years active, nineteen fifty nine to present. To present. So Heck he's yeah. still going. Yeah, there. Yep, that's that go, Chubby. Him. He's only eighty years old, I guess. So that's not bad. I guess it's just a song that sounds like it should be older. Yeah, maybe like yeah. long a part of the history. You would just history. think that society would have discovered twisting 
before, <laughs> before 1960, <laughs> but <laughs> no, they weren't moving their hips, man. They weren't moving their hips uh, before that. I guess it is. A, it says it does say here. Uh, he, the twist is a 1960 hit cover of a song. So oh, look at that! Didn't know that it was a cover. Chubby Checker, you're. You're a big fat phony. <laughs> You're a con you? artist, Chubby. <laughs> could you? You ruined my joke from earlier by not being the original author of this song. <laughs> I wish you were dead, Chubby Checker. It's gonna be really, <laughs> oh, really, really That's fucked a third up. Third person if he, on this podcast, so you want dead? If, Bob if Chubby Checker dies between our recording and this episode going live. That's going to be pretty fucked up, that, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's going to be, be pretty <laughs> bad. But that's okay. We run that risk for everybody. There's no there's no guarantees for everybody. No guarantees you know? in life. That's fair enough. One second you're here, next second you're thrown by your nephew into a fiery pit. You never know what's going to happen. You never Star. know. Good. Uh, all right, give me one second. I accidentally backed out of the, my Google Doc, uh, so now I don't know where I was. So just stall for a minute, Kyle. Stall. Do some stall? vamping. Just yeah, do some vamp. vamping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vamping. I just learned what vamping was a few weeks ago when Scott told mm-hmm. me. But vamping is when you discuss turn uh, into a bat just, and then just, you, you suck someone's some, blood. Yeah. Some chatting. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. So I found okay. where I was. So good vamping, Kyle. You did a great job. Good improv. <laughs> that was my skills. first time vamping. It didn't go so hot. So. I thought it went really next well. Time, it'll, Honestly, it, it was it was as hot as the flames in these planes that we're talking about right now when Kovu finds Kiaram passed out in the smoke, and it looks like he's going to kill her, Kyle. But you know what he does instead? He hoists her up on his shoulders and carries her to safety. And because yeah, he look the, at her and he's like, mm, she's kind of hot. Like, I think you know, I think what it is is it's just they they want us in the audience to believe that their plan was to kill her now, but oh yeah, the real yeah, plan was to earn the, her trust so he can mm-hmm. get close to Simba. Um, he so he hoists her up and he almost dies in the process of saving her. And I just yeah. think it would be funny, it, like their plan is so poorly planned because they are lions. To be fair, um, if he just died like and their plan <laughs> just ended right there, it's like well that sucked. All right. Um, and there's a weird thing here where Zazu witnesses Kovu saving Kiara, right? Mm-hmm. Like they make yep. a specific note of Zazu like flying by. And then uh, Kiara wakes up and she's pissed that Kovu brought her back to the Pride Lands. And they have a little face off and she suddenly recognizes him from when they were kids because there's this bit where like he won't, she won't turn her back to him or something, which just mm-hmm. seems like good sense in a lion fight anyway but he like for some reason notes it i don't know why Um, it's probably his only like his only experience with a pride lander was him playing with her in that same way that one time so it's just like oh you the same chick like yeah well it's her that yeah are you the same yeah i guess yeah yeah so um i guess if there's one male lion the only other male lion that you've like ever met in your life yeah (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to remember him when you bump into him again. So that's fair enough. Um, yeah, she's mad. Um, she recognizes him. And then Simba shows up and he's like hella pissed. And then Rafiki pops up just yeah. randomly. Rafiki and is, is like, kind of just. Are you yeah. going to kill the boy that saved your daughter? Or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like. That should be Zazu, right? Exactly. That that's Zazu why I made specific that. note. 
of how weird it is that they have Zazu see them. Like, they go out of their way to show Zazu witnessing the saving because you think, logically, that Zazu will be like, Saya, it is true, he saved he saved her so cut him some slack but instead zazu is just like i think you should throw him out yeah that guy's trash yeah like what like zazu's not even on his side it's so weird it's such yeah, a it makes no sense weird choice in the script writing um kovu lets them know that he has abandoned the outlanders and he wants to join simba's pride um and simba allows him onto the council, but does not bestow upon him the rank of master. Uh, he basically is like, I'll give you a probationary membership into the club, you know? Mm. He says, like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he, he's just like, I'll, I'm not going to pass my final judgment yet, but you can roll with us for a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. he's, um, he's called out on his dad's rule, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Your know dad what his dad's rule do was. It was just like... But, like you keep your, like, probably just keeping your promises or something like that. I guess and what I promise? Like, I just want... <laughs> it's unclear. It's unclear. But he just doesn't want to be a jerk who is like, you know, this guy did just save his daughter. So whatever it is, it's working that he saved the daughter. You know. So the, yeah. so Kovu and Zero's plan is working. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I had something I want to say. Oh, I was just gonna say Zazu, not the same voice actor either in this movie one of the people who did not return sadly because rowan atkinson he's got better things to do baby mr bean ain't showing up for these few (laughs) beans they're gonna throw him it don't mean a hill of beans to him back at pride rock simba (laughs) won't let kobu uh into the i love him too he's great um but uh simba won't let kovu into their cave He's like, I'm going in with all the ladies. You have to sleep outside yeah. under a rock. It's you don't weird. want to know what goes on in here at night. I, I so. do not want to know what goes on in that cave. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kiara approaches Kovu and is like, thanks for helping me. And then Kovu immediately starts negging her, um, which is another thing I don't really like about how I was saying before. I don't like that Kiara is so defined by this romance. I don't yeah. like that the thing that gets her interested in him is his constant being like, you suck. You don't know how to hunt. I'll show you how to be a real lion. Like, yeah, it's very like, I don't know. It's very nice. school to me. Like, it's just like, it's not a mature relationship type. No, like I wanted, which is fair for Romeo and Juliet age of like, of, uh, of, uh, uh, of Simba's wife, not what's her name? Nala. Nala, I wanted her. Yeah. I wanted her to be like as mature as Nala was, in the first one, like a little bit older. But in this one, they're just they're like kids still, and yeah, you know. Well, Nala had to grow up quick. She lived under Scar's reign, you know. True. Kara's got it easy. Also, speaking of Nala, we're not going to have a chance to talk about her really. So I do want to. I want to spotlight. Nala's actress Moira Kelly. The only reason I want to spotlight her is because you know we just got done talking about our boy Robbie Benson for two movies, right? Yeah, and he's in that romance ice skating movie, Ice Castles. Yes, Moira Kelly is in a romance ice skating movie called The Cutting Edge. So it's just funny. That's our third movie in a row that has somebody who's part of a romantic ice Was skating there a movie. Run of like ice skating movies that were like I think this they're is like what we're doing That's twenty like years apart. 
So I don't think that they're uh, related. <laughs> Wasn't like a thing where where uh, a few um, production companies were just like, "We're doing ice skating movies. They're doing one. No. We're doing one." <laughs> I don't think it was a Hollywood trend at that point to do a romantic ice skating movie. Um, I wish though. I think they should bring it back. Forget about the MCU. I'm here for the the ISU. The I want the ice Blades of Glory universe. extended universe. There it is. All the, just a bunch of different comedians. Yeah, I mean, you love John. You love John Hader, so that makes sense. Yeah, I love John Hader. Except, but you don't like Napoleon Dynamite, right? Like you like him in everything he's ever been in, but that. What? Are you crazy? <laughs> I was going for a bit. You're supposed to yes and it. You're, once again, you're failing the improv. I, but you said that I'm supposed to not like Napoleon Dynamite, and I, I know, love Napoleon. But that's Dynamite. the joke: is that John Hader's that's the only thing he's ever been in that's good. Oh, Napoleon yeah, Dynamite. Okay. That and Blades everything Blades. else he's in is just like he was in like six other movies off of the back of Napoleon Dynamite, and then in nothing. I feel like because he's I clearly just, a, I just he's very good trap. at that one it's, role, but he's clearly Napoleon limited. Dynamite's a little personal for me because I saw Napoleon Dynamite in theaters, which nobody saw Napoleon Dynamite in theaters, but me and my All mom right. went, and well, it was. Let me just hilarious. go ahead and look up the domestic and then gross of Napoleon I was quoting Dynamite. it before, before everybody else was quoting it in middle school, and then they were started quoting it, and I was like, I already saw it. And you I know was what, Kyle? Kid. Everyone Hold was on. like, "Whoa, Kyle, you're so cool," because you saw Napoleon Dynamite in theaters, and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." I was gonna say I was gonna look up its box office run and say, you know, you clearly weren't the only one who saw it. But I'm seeing here it's Napoleon Dynamite's domestic gross was uh, twenty two dollars, two tickets sold, uh, <laughs> just you and your mom. So that's crazy. That's not true. There were two other guys in the theater. So <laughs> yeah, those guys are cool. Yep, they're on the part of the club. Uh, I did not see that movie in theaters, and I didn't like it when I first saw it. Because it had been, as you know, middle schoolers love to run things into the ground. Oh, and yeah. I had heard every joke from the movie a thousand times quoted yep. before yep. I saw it. And I was like, this sucks. I don't yeah, like this movie like at all. you can't like a movie that's been run into the ground already. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it took me a year or so to see like Step Brothers, and it was the same thing for me. Yeah. So I will say Napoleon Dynamite, rewatching it now, it's it's better. I like it fine. I don't love that movie, but if I saw it in theaters blind, I'd probably like it a lot more. Um jeez, how are we on John Hader? Uh all right. So uh <laughs> <laughs> um, Kovu's negging her and he offers to like teach her how to hunt properly. And then uh, we get a cut to Zira, who does the thing I was complaining about earlier, where she spells out the entire plan that we have already inferred because it's obvious. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just for the kids in the audience in yep. case they can't follow what's going on. It's like a narrative. Yeah, it's like, yeah. just real quick. So we're all on the same page. <laughs> this is what's we know this is a, there's a lot going on, kids. So let us just break it down for you. Um, and that night... Simba has a nightmare about Mufasa dying. And this is where we get our, oh God, I'm Cummings moment with Jim Cummings showing <laughs> yeah. up. Um, and then in the, <laughs> so in the nightmare, uh, Scar transforms into Kovu. <sighs> oh, man. And then Simba wakes up and goes to get a drink and Kovu stalks him and is ready to pounce and kill him. When Kiara shows up and is like, Hey, let's go. Come on. You're supposed to train me. Uh, and then we get a little training scene where Kovu teaches Kiara how to be more stealthy and they run into Timon and Pumbaa who are eating bugs on top of like a hill and they're like 
fighting these birds for these bugs. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird. This. It's so weird. It's so goofy. Um, I, and they ask, it's so funny when because there's that scene where Pumbaa's charging at him and the birds just kind of fly up as he charges them and yeah. just like kind of like hop over him and then he charges back and forth and this is classic. <laughs> it's hilarious. Classic like, T&P. Yeah. Um, you know, sorry, I said T&P and I'm like, part of me is I know that they, they had to stick with the original like voices in a way, you know, so they get Billy Eichner for the bad John Favreau movie. Part of me is almost surprised they didn't get like Key and Peel to be Timon and Pumbaa or something, you know? Like Yeah, that would have been good. Do you know who they the for the production of this movie when they were thinking about getting some hyenas in for it? Um, I knew that I know they were going to have them. I don't know what you're going to say. I know Cheech Marin was going to like reprise his role, but it's didn't. like Cheech and Chong. They were trying to reunite. Yeah. For well, it. Cheech. Yeah. Cause Cheech is in the first movie. So. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. He voices, uh, uh, it's whatever. It's Whoopi Goldberg is one. And then Cheech mm-hmm. is the other one who talks. I don't know his name. Um, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it would have just been him coming back. Uh, but Real I read Simba, an article at the time that he was busy with like another movie and he decided not to do it. Real quick, Simba's little nightmare there. I could have talked yeah. about uh, PTSD, Talk about but it. I think that we're going to have that. That's got to come, come up, come up in probably. a better way in the future. <laughs> yeah. So that is a, 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 um, I could, PTSD would be a really good thing to cover as Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. And it's just got to come up. Well, maybe you will. Maybe the Halloween ones, but yeah. So <laughs> there's that. I just threw that out there. Perfect. Well, in the Halloween ones, I'm going to need you when we get there to anytime we're watching a horror movie, I'm going to need you to describe how accurate the death is if it would kill them. That's what oh, I'm yeah. going to need you to focus on. All right. That's good. Um, That'll be fun. Uh, okay. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they ask, so they ask Kovu and Kiara for help getting rid of the birds by roaring. Uh, Kovu does it, and he's like, why are, what is the purpose of this training exercise? <laughs> and Kiara's like, it's just for fun, you freak. He's yeah. very... <laughs> He is. This is a very Anakin and Padme kind of romance, (laughs) where it's like Kovu is like, it's like Anakin and Padme, but worse because Kovu negs her all the time too. Whereas like like, Anakin's at least like aggressively nice, but -hmm. he's also a creep. This is like Kovu is like negging her, and he's a creepy weirdo. (laughs) It's clearly just that he is the only other male lion in existence. Yep. But he's like, I don't understand this. What is this? I don't know. Uh, fun. And it's yeah. just like, oh, man, he is really messed up. Like, that yeah. whole pride is really screwed up because Zero is just a militaristic leader. and like, She's got a plan and a vision, and she's going to fall through. Um, they uh, So they run together, and they chase the birds, and then they bump into some rhinos. Uh, and those rhinos are pissed, and they start charging. Um, and then they hide in a cave and everyone's having a good hearty laugh at their fun. Kovu starts to like fun. Uh, and while Timon and Pumbaa are trying to get out of the cave, everyone's trying to get out of the cave. Kovu and Kiara accidentally kiss. <gasps> oh my gosh. Kissy, That's a kissy. bad first kiss to yeah. have is like a weird a accidental one. lip bump. And, and like they don't. Yeah. Cause they kiss in a few don't minutes kiss, so too. And yeah, it's like yeah. just like thrown in there and you're like, what? Who, where's the, and at this point, like, I just, I feel like I was robbed of a moment, you know? Yeah, and so, I agree. It was a very unceremonious way to do it, for sure. And they don't have enough time to, like, react to it, I feel like, either. It's just, it's no good. This is a bad, bad job. Bad job! I want my yep. money back. Um, 
later that night, Kovu and Kiara are stargazing and they're pointing out constellation shapes. And this is where Kovu is very Anakin because he's like, he's like pointing up at them and he's like, it's like a battle to the death or whatever he says. I can't (laughs) remember, but it's like, his is super violent and not fun. Yeah. Um, and then and then immediately he's like, I miss Scar. And like, that's basically in Kiara's mind. That would be like if you were laying next to like a boy and he was like, I miss Hitler. You're just like, yeah. what? Like, what are you talking about? Well, she <laughs> says it's like uh, I actually really like this moment, too, because she goes um, she she's like, yeah, all the great kings of the past are up there. And he like yeah. very genuinely says, yeah, I like, do like that. Do you think he's, Scar's he's, up there. Like, because that's wow. what he's grown up to know is that the scar. He's been trained like that scar is a great and king. And like, yeah. he was murdered by Simba. Is like what he's grown. And like, it's just this moment. Like, it, it felt like a very like deep theme theme to it me is. for like a that. kid's movie. And I was like, man, that is a great little moment there. And then he's like. He he's he wants to know. He's like very accepting that Scar was probably dark because she's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's he's had a lot of darkness in him, is what my dad said. And he's like, do you think there's darkness in me? Like is what Kovu says. And yeah, like I don't know if he'd be that accepting right away of like, oh, he was dark. I think because later they do they do more to make him accepting later too. Because she like tell I feel like there's something later where she like tells him the story as she knows it or something. Maybe that happens now. I can't remember. I do. I feel like I remember a scene where he's like, "I never heard it that way before." Or something. Um, maybe it was there. I don't remember. Maybe I don't remember. I might be conflate. I watch too many movies, so maybe I'm conflating two different movies as well. <laughs> um, uh, either way, yeah, I do like that scene a lot. I do think that it does play in nicely with like the themes of this movie, which are so much about. Obviously, it's like the very first song, "He Lives in You." It's so much about how your ancestors influenced you. But I do like that they include this message with Kovu that you're not fated to, t- to be like your ancestors and you can mm-hmm. choose to just take the positives that were instilled in you by them. You don't have to take every, they can be flawed, your ancestors or your idols, and you can still find a nugget of positivity in them to take with you. This movie yeah. has better, this movie's, just so much better than a lot of the other movies we've talked about it really is yeah it's just like yeah the yeah a good plot for the most part yeah um, it's just a movie that has ideas more than just that we're making a sequel yeah like yes pocahontas but in london you know like just yeah it's better it is okay um Kiara gives him like a comforting little nuzzle and Simba's watching them from a hill. I thought it was like funny when he was. Yeah. Like, he's just watching them so creepily. He's like close enough that they should see him if they look over. Yeah, which but, is yeah. yeah. Kiara, we already know she's a terrible hunter. Kovu should have noticed. Yes. Oh, and this is where Nala basically expresses the same theme I was talking about. Nala shows up um, and she says like, you want so desperately to be Mufasa and walk the path that is expected of you, you should give Kovu a chance to not walk that path, the path yeah. that is expected of him. I mm. like that yeah. messaging of the movie to say that just because this movie is about your past, your ancestor, your history that all leads into you, you can either choose to take it or turn away from it if it is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and then That's Rafiki shows yeah, up. Yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. Uh, Rafiki shows up again. He just keeps, like, showing up. He's just here to be, like, a wingman. 
Yeah. Um, and he's like, he just tells Kovu and Kiara to follow him, and he guides them to a romantic lake and kind of forces them to kiss. Um, yeah. And then song number four, Upendi. Inupendi. Inupendi. Yeah, this song is essentially they mashed up Hakuna Matata and kissed the girl. And <laughs> yeah, this is funny. their baby. Um, I had to look up what Upendi was, and I didn't like that. I had to look up to see. That yeah, they don't love. really explicitly maybe say, they it, say but it, but it means maybe they love. Do, but it does. I thought it was pretty so. clear that it meant love based, but fair enough. It probably so was. It's just like. Well, at yeah. the end of the song, I have written down here, Kiara says, Upendi, it means love. Good. So she does say it. Um, because I wrote specifically, thank you for explaining it, because I thought After. it was so obvious to begin with, but apparently not nope, obvious enough for some people. I thought Upendi was like in this tunnel of love or something. I was confused, like if they were in some sort of different area, because everything was all yeah. wonky in there. But I like um, the the visuals for this song. I like the wonky area. I like that it's like a Disney dark ride, basically like a classic yeah. tunnel. Oh, love that they're in. I think that's yeah. fun. It's a fun song. Fun little, fun little thing. I hate that they like kiss on the way in. Like I just yeah. feel like again, they, they blow the, the kiss. They keep, blow, they keep blowing the kiss. They blow it twice. It's so weird. Yeah. Also, I wanted to make a joke, um, about how Upendi it's like, up endy like if you want love you got to give up the endy you got to do butt stuff but i couldn't think of how to word it so i'm just gonna say that i tried to make a joke out of it and that's a good try uh, yeah, sorry sorry it couldn't work it's, it's not a great it's it's spelled up endy it feels like there's got to be something about being ass up that <laughs> equals love you know uh but I, I don't know there's something there somebody smarter than me come up with a joke um all what 15 of our listeners who half of whom are your family that are mortified uh, <laughs> they make it back to Pride Rock and say goodnight uh, Kiara gives Kovu some serious we got more love than 15 listeners, just by the way we that's do. true hey we got we have our estimated audience is like 33 right now for yeah. like people who will listen to like every episode so that's pretty good for us and Tell we're in the top friends. 50% of podcasts already it's true because all you 50%. have to if, if you like get more than, great. like, 20 plays in a week, then you're in top 50%. And it's at the recording of this, world. we're not even on the, mo- on the most popular platform, which is Apple. So That is true. Basically, can, guys, yeah. if you're listening to this right now, you're basically seeing Napoleon Dynamite in theaters. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be walking around Before school, every middle schooler is and They're going to be like, what are you talking about? And then... And, Six months when it's out on video and everybody sees it, you're going to be like, wow. They're going to be like, you were so smart. Yeah. Congrats to you for that. Way to be ahead of the curve, guys. Um, All right. uh, There's some. Kiara gives Kovu some love eyes. Simba comes out and invites Kovu into the cave. Ooh. And Vitani (laughs) is watching Kovu go into the cave and he has a perfect opportunity to pounce, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't. And then she goes and reports it back to Zira, and then it's a commercial break. And then it is the next morning, and Kovu wakes up and starts talking to himself to basically explain, again, the things that we already know he's internalizing, which is Mm -hmm. that he wants to tell Kiara the truth, and that he loves her, and that there was a plot, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. And we all know that it's not going to happen, because he's like... 
He's like saying yeah. like, I have to tell her the plan today. We all, and he's like, yeah, yeah I have to tell her what's, what's been going on and I have to tell her that, that Zira's evil and she's got a plan. I'm going to go do it. And we all know that it's, it's going to be too late. Yep. He's not going to be able to tell her in time. And he says, I'm keeping secrets from you, Clark. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, he goes. He goes back into the cave to try to talk to Kiara, and Simba says, "I don't want you talking to her because I want to talk with you." He wants to go have a little father-in-law chat. I hated that part so much. Yeah, I know. It's I hated so, it. So too. gross. So I know. It's, it's gross. like he says it a little too sweet. <laughs> I know, you know, he's like, like with there's like music like with it that's like sweet. It's like I don't want you talking with him. I want to talk with him. And yeah. you're like, ugh. Okay. Oh, this is where this is where Kovu Kovu and Simba go off for a walk where Simba tells him the true story of Scar. Uh and that's where Kovu is like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. Um and then Simba does another thing I liked. He does a little nice little hammering home this theme. He does a little like fire metaphor about how it burns everything down, like Scar did, but Mm -hmm. from the ashes, something better can grow. And that's a good little message about you yeah. know rejecting. It's a good little lesson. It didn't have to start so past. weirdly yeah. with him. Like, I, I know yeah, it's not. You. It's weird. <laughs> um, and then while they're off talking, Zira shows up, and they like, and all the Outlanders ambush Simba, and she's like, "Good job, Kovu, just like we planned." Um, which is like implicating him to Simba, you know, and Simba's already mm-hmm. kind of mistrustful, so that's not good. And Kovu says, he's like, you have to believe me, I didn't have anything to do with this, which isn't really technically true, because... Yeah, he I didn't mean, know, he wasn't, the plan was He may not have known about lure, this lure particular ambush. Yeah, he didn't know about this ambush, but it was his plan to kill Simba and like yeah. earn his trust. Yeah, so this is yeah. kind of hand in hand with this plan. Um, whatever. Uh, Kovu tries to help, but he gets knocked away quickly. Uh, and then Simba like runs into the valley. Um, he's being chased by all the other lions, and he's like injured. And he starts climbing up some loose like logs that are like a dam in the water. Um, and then Nuka is like, "I'll kill him for you, mother!" Uh, and starts <laughs> exactly climbing like up. that too. <laughs> Such a gross character. <laughs> Um, he tries climbing up to get Simba, but the logs fall down and crush him, and he dies. And yeah, we he all dies. Clap. Nuka yeah. dies. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! He does die, which is a nice little. I like how uh, Zira's gonna throw that into Kovu's face in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but Simba escapes. And he makes his way back to the Pride Lands alone. Timon and Pumbaa, Kiara find him, and he only has the strength to say, Kovu ambush before passing out and then uh but then we cut back to like the death scene and zira and the others are sad about nuka and they blame kovu and zira slashes his face and he gets a scar just like scar um and kovu says he says i want nothing to do with scar's legacy but then zira points out you just killed your own brother you're exactly like scar which i did like that yeah, Bit, this she... whole like Nuka having so much like devout loyalty to Zira's plan, just like and like wanting to prove he he like says that he's like this is for you, mom, but he also is like yeah. it's also for me. But it just makes Zira even more cooler, like even more cool that she has these people who are like her like flock yeah. or just like she's like 
just so dominant that they'll mm-hmm. do anything for her. And then Nuka dying is is uh it's a it's another Shakespeare thing, right? Because it's like Tybalt dies. Yeah. Who is in in Romeo and Juliet, which is the cousin of uh, cousin of Juliet, I think. Right, and Romeo kills him. I think something like that. Maybe so, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that familiar. I can't remember exactly. Clearly, but... we're two learned men. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like it on that level, and then I like that it like I like it on the level that she says that it is just working toward that theme of Kovu being afraid that he will be like Scar, and it being yeah. like a sort of a remix of the idea of killing your brother. You know, I like mm-hmm. a sequel that can do a can remix the ideas of the previous movie. So I think that's just fun. It's fun when Nuka dies and I don't like Andy Dick. So it's a win win for me. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's wins. Um, and then, uh, Kovu runs away and Zira says, now we will strike while Simba is weak. And then there's another commercial break. Um, and uh, all the animals and the, this is weird to me. It was weird, but it makes sense in a minute. But, Every animal is at Pride Rock. I don't. Mm-hmm. That feels like something that only happens when like a baby is born, you know? Yeah, but, like everybody's there. Like, why is why why? Yeah. I guess they heard Simba's hurt, and they're like, bring out, bring out the guards, bring out every animal. Maybe they're gonna show up to like overthrow him too. Because I mean, do all these other animals <laughs> like being the subjects of lions that eat them? Probably not. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> not ideal. So this is a good time for them to strike. Um, Kovu shows up and everyone's mad and he asks for forgiveness but Simba's like hell no bro and he passes his final judgment with his, which is exile and then we get song number five my favorite song in this <laughs> entire movie One of Us which is the greatest banger in the history of made for TV <laughs> wow. movies really I like this song. love this song so much this one was another thing that was apparently imprinted on me from the one time I watched the movie. Because as soon as that zebra said, Deception, I was like, <gasps> flashback to like being a little kid. Disgrace. <laughs> I love it. This song it's, rules. It's, <laughs> out, it's it. so far out of left field for me. Like, so the good. zebra starts singing. I'm like, it's what awesome. is happening? I love it. I love that the And then I'm like, wait, singing. this song is cool. But yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Like, where did it come from? Like, they just had this cool song, and they're like, we have to put it in. Like, I don't know. It it just doesn't really totally fit perfectly. One of us. That's great. I think it fits perfectly. He's being exiled, and it's everybody rejecting him about how he'll never fit in. Deception. Disgrace. And the singers are, like, good, man. Yeah. They are rocking it. I could they, not find oof. any of their names, which is a tragedy. That is a tragedy. Uh, it's I so good. Love them. I yeah. This is disgrace. Yeah, no, it's. No. I don't. It's just. I. I've been singing this song nonstop for like two days. Everywhere I go, <laughs> I just sing this song. I cannot help it. For um, shame. <laughs> they all they basically. They're like Kovu sucks, and they just throw rocks at him and push him around and banish him. Um, yeah. yeah, and I love the song, and it's awesome, but I don't want to waste more time talking about it than I need to. Just listen to it. It's going to come back into play later in this episode. Um, Kiara then begs Simba to reconsider, but he doubles down on being a controlling, overprotective jerk. And then, Kyle, 
I set it up earlier. This is the line that I quote all the time. I love, which is she hits him with, you will never be Mufasa. It's like, (laughs) oh, damn. (laughs) Boom. I love it. I love that part so much. It's so melodramatic and fun. I just think it's, I think that's a great time. Um, yeah, and that's of course that's Simba's greatest fear. She knows. She read her dad like a yeah, book. She can push the buttons on her dad. Yeah. She knows that he's just living in Mufasa's shadow. It's like you'll Absolutely. never be Mufasa. Oh, it's so good. That's I I can't believe it. It's like exactly as I remember it too. It's like a line that I've randomly I'll randomly use to quote an obscure thing for like 15 years, you know? And I just assume, more than that, I forget how old I am, it's probably 18 years. Um, but uh, I just assume, you know, when you haven't watched something in so long that it's not going to be how you remembered it or you're misquoting it in some way. No, it was exactly how I remember it, and it's beautiful. <laughs> um, and then she runs away, she like sneaks out the back of the cave, um, and she's going to look for Kovu, and she... <laughs> She looks at the water, and it's the my least favorite image in the movie is Kiara looking in the water, and half of her reflection is like not showing up. I just think it looks really weird. I don't like how it looks. I, I don't remember that part. It's like you have to post it's it right to before. The Twitter. All right, the next song. I don't even know if it's like weird enough to post. I just remember something about it just looked like somebody like digitally erased half of her or something. I didn't like how it looked. Um, but yeah, she's looking in the water. She's missing her other half, Kyle. And then we get song number six, Love Will Find a Way, which is uh, Kiara singing while she looks for Kovu. And then Kovu finds her and he joins in on the duet. Uh, and then they kind of play around in all the ash and their love reveals the grass underneath at the end of the song, just yeah. as their love will rebuild the kingdom from the ashes of Scar's deeds. Mm-hmm. It's nice. nice. What'd you think of this song? Uh, I felt like it was their attempt to do a "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" like kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. um, their little love ballad, and I thought it was very underwhelming until um, until Kovu shows up and starts singing, and it was I a agree. little better at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't have any great thoughts for it other than probably you know it's probably my least favorite song just because the other ones are better. Yeah, the other ones are probably all better. Um, this, yeah, I agree with you. I had the same thought where I was like, this is mostly just fine when she's walking around and it's like showing all the other animals having mates. But it did, it was, it picked up when they sang together. It's like a duet. I thought it yeah. was fine. It was good. Uh, and then, Kyle, to pay off the image from earlier that I hated, they look into the water and now their reflections oh, yeah. overlap this and they the make like one. Yeah, and I hate it. And I wrote, and I vomit at the it, end. It of looked that. terrible. Like, oh, God, yeah. we look like one. It doesn't look like one. It looks <laughs> it terrible. Looks ter- like, it looks horrible. I know. It's really I agree. bad that their yeah. faces are, oh, it's both of us. It's, yeah, not good. Yeah, it's gross. Um, Kovu wants to uh, pull a John Smith and run away, but Kiara is more of a John Rolfe and says, we have to go back and fix this. <laughs> Just tying it in. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have that written down. That's just right off the top of my head. I feel like. Wow. That's good. The, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's, I, that's I, great. This is the one part that I where... know details of Pocahontas too so well. I know. This is the This podcast is giving us a lot of, of very random knowledge that is going to uh-huh. be useless, but good. 
it's good when great. we're together. That's about yes. it. Yes. Um, this is the this is the moment um, that I was like, oh, Kiara. This is like the one part of the movie where she actually shows some like wisdom because mm-hmm. I really expected her to be like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm mad at my dad. I'm kind of an immature little lion, like girl and I'm yes. like, let's just let's just go like i like you're this hot dude like we're young in love let's mm-hmm. get out of here and instead she says that we have to go back or else the two prides will be divided forever like i don't know way like I, I didn't feel like that was really properly built up that well that like she wants that she can see that these two prides should be one like i mm-hmm. don't feel like that there's been that understanding has come to her yet, but she that's says the it problem here, with so. it focusing so much on Kovu as well. That's my thought as well. Is I, I agree that's where I want her character to end up. I just wish that the movie spent a little bit more time developing that aspect of her and a little bit less time making her basically just want to be with Kovu, you know? Yeah, because it's they yeah. want to do this, they want to have Kovu have his arc. Mm-hmm. They want to have Simba have a little bit of an arc too, and it's, yeah. they don't do any of them fully, and it no. and, and it makes the movie suffer. So yeah, it's a shame. Um, it is a shame. Zira and her lions make their way for shame. God, such a good song. Uh, Zira and her lions <laughs> make their way toward Pride Rock, uh, and there's a thunderstorm, so you know it's serious because the weather can tell it's serious. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like Mufasa up in heaven being like, "Oh, this will be dramatic." It's that uh, wind. It's yeah, that it's the wind. wind. Maybe. Can wind you paint character. with all the colors of the wind? Can you? Timon and Pumbaa tell Simba that Kiara has disappeared. And then Zazu shows up and he's like, they're coming. And everybody meets up out in this muddy, barren battlefield, right? (laughs) Uh, And they start fighting with, like, Zira giving them commands to her troops. And Timon and Pumbaa run away. And they have a little bit where, like, they get chased. and, And Timon's like... Don't make me fire this thing with Pumbaa's butt, and then it scares all the lines away. It's just classic. I that uh, I wanted you to say that you love this part because no, in because it's in not as King funny as the. I know you're going to bring up the King of Thieves moment. It's not as funny. It's, it doesn't stick with me as much. It really is not as funny, but it's still a butt cannon. So you have to like it. You have to like it. You I don't listen. I think I like it in King of Thieves because of the it's a setup and a payoff he starts with blowing normal air and then it's mm-hmm. the reversal that like oh i didn't even think about what if he used the butt yeah and that's maybe a funny use the joke. Other side. Yeah, yeah that's great this whereas one, this one is like... just like why did why'd you even run to begin with yeah you, you didn't do anything before this they didn't earn the they didn't earn the butt joke they didn't earn it Pumbaa is kind of just um reduced to like a fart machine in this movie because they he make a really couple have fart jokes i think like, that i i I wrote down, I don't love Timon and Pumbaa so much in this one because they don't have, uh, like, an arc of their own, which is fine. They don't necessarily need one. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel as connected to them as I do in the first Lion King because in the first one, they, too, have to learn that they can't just live Hakuna Matata, right? Like, they have to care about something. So they have their own little mini arc in that movie. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, they're just only there for, like, Comedic goofy relief. antics. Yeah, yeah they just like, they kind of pop in, do their Pumba fart joke, and then kind of yeah. dip out. Exactly. Um, and uh, Kiara and Kovu, they're rushing back. It seems like 
everything is lost because weakened Simba is forced to fight Zira, and there's no way he's going to win that fight. But at the last moment, Kovu and Kiara jump in the middle of the fight and tell them all to stop. And Kiara uses Simba's own words to change his mind. She says she understands now from earlier, Kyle. She says, look at those lions. Look at us. We are one. Yeah. I made a note here. This was the third time during this viewing that Celia cried. Really? Third time? She cried three times. This was the third time that she cried. I am a a baby when it comes to movies, (laughs) but I did not. My eyes were dry as a bone this whole movie. <laughs> she, so that really surprises me that yeah. somebody could have a reaction like that. Like, oh. I really, I, I do like the, the We Are Celia One. Celia like is they the do a- easiest cry in the world at a movie, <laughs> so it's nothing to be too proud of for this movie. I just thought it was funny. I looked at her, and it was like the third time she was kind of looking away, and her eyes were like tear-filled. And I was like, are you crying for a third time right now? Like, what is happening? Wow. That's um, great. While everyone else is having a change of heart, though, Zira is like, Vitani, no, we're not, go, go fuck him up. And Vitani's like, no, I'm going to join the Alliance, too. Um, and they all come together on Simba's side, but Zira is such a freaking OG who will not let this go that she's like, just pounces, tries to pounce on Simba anyway. And uh, Kiara knocks her away, and they both end up she, like, falling she, down a cliff. Um, what's, the, what's the girl daughter's name Vitani yeah it's like she like Zira like threatens Kovu because Kovu's like whatever and she's like whatever you'll die with the rest of them and then Vitani's like oh uh, you're gonna murder your son here (laughs) Uh, I I don't think this is right anymore and it it makes a lot of sense that that he would do that you know or she is a girl right Vitani's girl Vitani's a girl yes yeah. It's unclear. It, when it, they're it, cubs, they look like interchangeable, but then when they're older, she doesn't have a mane, so she's a girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So yeah, but that's it's a good moment. You know, give Vitani a little something. Give her, throw her a little bone. Yeah. It's um, a good, it's a good like rap. It's a good like, cl- like climax. I feel like it could, yeah. I, I really like it when they jump in and, and uh, Kiara's like facing off facing her dad and Kovu's facing yeah. uh, his mom and they're like you know staving off this thing it's just it's a it's a pretty cool moment it's a pretty cool cool moment I'm in uh, this is alright so they tumble down a cliff um, Zira ends up like hanging from the cliff edge and Kiara's like on a ledge and then the dam of water breaks but, like underneath right and Kiara mm-hmm. is like I'll save you. And Zira is such a gangster that she won't even take Kiara's yeah. hand. And she just freaking goes into the water and dies instead. Yeah. I'm like, and the animation is really bad with her falling. Did you yeah, see that? It's, yeah, it's not good. It's like a freeze frame that they just shrunk. <laughs> they just like shrunk hey, it like on images. Like, listen, the aspect you ratio. and I... You, we've def- when making videos, we've definitely had to do things like that. So yeah, when we've made yeah. videos on iMovie, <laughs> I'm just saying they clearly are pressed for time sometimes on these movies, and they need to cut corners. It's like it uh, works. Uh, <laughs> it's so lame. Um, but this moment is this is this is where I felt the most robbed of of like a, of a good plot moment right here and i don't know if you felt the same way but this was um this is the moment where i really really expected simba to come in 
and like help Kiara like grab the wrist of 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 Zyra, you know, and like him have this moment. He had this nightmare of of Scar killing his father, and then this is, could have been his moment to like is he gonna is he gonna live this life? Is he go, is he going to like make this decision to get this revenge on Zyra that this mm-hmm. thing that he's banished them this whole their whole lives for? Is he gonna is he gonna let her go or is he gonna try and save her and pull her up? And I was really expecting that to be the moment, and instead they give it to they give they give it to Kiara, and there's no actual moment there. It's just her trying to save her, which you would expect her to do. Like it, there's no there's no moment there for that, and it's just it's really lame how Zyra dies. And it could have been really I... a great thing for Simba's like arc, and it's like. I I think it would have added a lot more to me for this movie to have that in there because then I would have at least had another moment that would have been a good wrap-up of this this arc plot that's going on. I think I agree with you that would be better. I think at very least Simba, like, offering or trying to help would be better than it just being Kiara who has really, like, no affiliation with Zira, right? Mm-hmm. or anything tied in this kind of imagery. Um, but I do like that Zira is, like, such a baller that she just chooses to die instead of taking help. So I like I like yeah. that aspect. I think uh, it would maybe, be better yeah. served to either have Simba offer help or even to have, like... Uh, even to have, like, Kiara be stuck herself and Kovu saves her and Simba sees Something, it at least yeah, so that Simba has that moment of like oh he's not Scar like in that moment like he has the exact visual parallel to uh, yeah. put it up against I agree with you it's not it could perfect. have been a powerful moment and it just wasn't it fell flat yeah. and yeah and Simba I would fully expect Simba to try and rescue her maybe and yeah like, I think he would and I don't then think she he like grabs his claws and tries to drag him down too right like because yeah. that's what she would do is like I'm going to kill you Simba and then like she falls he like escapes and, like, listen they don't have the animation budget for that they're just shrinking pictures so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're done here they say I thought it was funny. She dies and like she falls into the water and dies, and then like the water immediately is like gone, like right after. Like it's just the mm-hmm. that's all that there was. That dam was holding yeah, enough for one slow. dramatic scene, and now it's gone. Um, either way, Simba helps Kiara get back up to the group. They celebrate their unity. Simba tells Kovu he does belong in the pride and says they should all go home. Everyone sits together in a circle when they get back. Timon and Pumbaa cry. Simba, Nala, Kiara, and Kovu make their way to the tip of Pride Rock and roar at all the animals who are still here. And then James Earl Jones probably catches a gigantic badass check for saying (laughs) four words. (laughs) Or he says like seven words. He says, well done, my son. We are one. And you're like, oh, Mufasa. Yeah, and me, and they're like, they're like, listen, we can only afford two sentences from from Jimmy. <laughs> all right, we're saving it for the end. And Matthew and Broderick, was, you will never be Mufasa. I'm sorry. He will. That's exactly my thoughts. Watching this whole movie is, you will never be Mufasa. We did it, Kyle. That's the end of. Boom. We that did was a it. big one. A big it one was. done. All right. It was a big uh, one. We should. Get into our. Should we get into our best? Here's Cash's. Uh, I got well, Cash's corner. I was gonna say Cash's corner after the ratings. Okay, let's do the ratings. Yeah, he's he's the most important rating, so I think he should come. It's true. Yet. He is. <laughs> um, 
my final thoughts on the movie, my summation, I just would be animation character designs are a bit wonkier, which I don't like, uh, but it easily has the best soundtrack. Uh, it's fun that they stick with the Romeo and Juliet story. I wish Kiara had a little bit more going on, like I said. I uh, also pointed out Timon and Pumbaa. I just wish that they were a little bit less just only showing up doing kind of their own thing. You know, I wish they were a little more tied into what was happening if they're just going to be comedic effect. Um, and uh, it's just kind of a predictable rehash. It's not, it doesn't fully earn any of its character arcs. Um, but it is a fun watch that feels the most like it could, like a real movie of every movie that we've watched so far. And to me, my final thoughts on this movie is that it is slimy yet satisfying. I give it <laughs> three out of five grubs. Oh, I give it. Okay. So my, yeah. my main thoughts, I already said the protagonist chaos. I just, I really wanted them to like have someone like really fulfill at least one of the main characters like arcs really yeah. well. And they just, it really doesn't it really kind of falls flat, but I agree with every most everything else you said. The soundtrack is a bop. It's great. A lot, a lot of fun songs. Um, definitely feels like a movie. It, uh, it feels like it, it, it doesn't feel like a theatrical release sequel to me. It still feels, it does still has that home movie feel yeah, where it's, it's like the kids, you know, it's like the, the, the kids story and like the adults are still there. And so, yeah. and just the elements like, like we said, where they have to spell so much out automatically just makes it feel a little bit less like it's a movie that is trusting a theatrical audience, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I end up giving it three, three and a half out of five scars. Look at that. I actually put, I put, I put that it would maybe be three and a half if I liked the Lion King as a property more, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm inherently not in love with with the Lion King in the same way I am a lot of other movies. Like I love Aladdin. So like, it's easier to like the sequels to that. I have more fun watching those sequels. Yeah. Inherently, even though I give them lower ratings, but still um, yeah. this, this movie, it has a lot of really great moments and the themes are, are great like it really nails like the themes are awesome like it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's worth the watch for sure it's not something like like you'll get you'll have a lot of enjoyment i think a lot people will have a lot of enjoyment watching this one absolutely Um, of all the ones that we've done if like you're at that point where your kid wants to watch like you're you're scrolling through disney plus and your kid points at one of these sequels and you're like oh god i don't want to watch one of these made-for-TV sequels. This is the one that you would have the best time, I think, with if you yeah. were going in completely. Because the blind music will come them. on yeah. throughout, and you'll enjoy it. Like you know, yes. at least that, at least that much. So. And speaking of music, I don't have their names, but I'll give you my best performer, Kyle. And it's <laughs> those damn zebras and giraffes. <laughs> those <That's> zebras. <laughs> yeah, those absolutely are my standout performers. <laughs> they have so little screen time. And and I love every they, they second the of show. it. They do. <laughs> oh man, my best performer is Suzanne Plachette. Plachette. She's uh, the voice of Zira. 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 She's yeah. um. That that character steals the show for me. I mean, she's great. What yeah. an what an awesome villain. What a um, like uh, it, like she's she's 
not as like majestically cool as Scar, but she's as she's viciously more she's more vicious than than Scar was, and it's um it's cool. Like she do, she does a great job making the villain just yeah that scary. Agreed. She's great. There what it is. Them, though. Oh yeah, what do they get? Uh, um, well, they get a little Pride Rock statue. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Send them little that. Pride Rock. Because we all are one, so we all get to share that now. Let's uh, see what Cash thought. Yeah. Of the what did movie. What did the Cash's most What did corner. the world's most important critic have to say about this movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, tell me what your favorite. Wait, hold on. sorry. I forgot it started with him like mumbling. Okay, but we're leaving it all in. Yeah, tell me what your favorite part of the movie was. My favorite part was they got sad. <laughs> they got sad? Yeah. Uh, your favorite part was they got sad? Uh, yeah. When did they get sad? At the end of the movie. <laughs> so. So I have all no right. idea. I don't yeah, know why fair. his favorite part was when they got sad. That was when they got sad. All right. So. Well, you said that you used to love when Simba got sad at Mufasa's yeah. death. So like oh, father, man. like son. You Made both me feel enjoyed. feelings I'd never felt before. I was like, what <laughs> is this pit of despair? I'm like, gosh, my gut. first, my first oh. erection right now. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh, man, I messed up. Uh, that's when I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, Kyle, I know we're already going long, but we've already decided that this was a four-hour-long episode, so we're halfway there. Um, <laughs> I got a game for you, I'm buddy. so stoked for this game. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to share my screen because it's going to be important that I... Oh, uh, good. ...that I share my... You have to, I just need you to be able to hear audio okay, for perfect. this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, he's in. Okay, this is a game, Kyle, uh, that is going to be known as Deception or Disgrace. <laughs> I have I have here a series of facts about lions, Kyle, and I am tasking you mm. if you want to be part of my pride of lions. To identify which fact in each group is a deception, or you shall be disgraced. Love it. Going back to my biology major, my animal, my animal <laughs> yes. biology class. We got this. I dissected yeah, this. Anim- mammals. I dissected stuff. All right. I got Here, this. So this is for people. It's just two truths and a lie, um, but more fun. All right. Okay, Kyle. <clears throat> Here is our first group of facts. Lions rest between 16 and 20 hours a day. Lions can go three days without food. Lions can go four days without water. They can definitely go three days without food. The 16 to 20 hours, I know that they sleep most of the day. I that You may have flip-fubbed those flub those numbers around but i'm going with the water you can't go without water for four days kyle that's the lie i hate to tell you this but you my friend have just been (sighs) because lions can go four days without water but they have to eat every day huh 
Female lions eat around 11 pounds a day. Male lions eat about 16 pounds a day. That's so much. I know, right? Like, Holy that's what crap. I was like. That's insane, right? Yeah. How do they survive that? Like, I don't know. Man, I might be misremembering really that amount, but it was big something predators. like that. That's yeah. a lot of food. I know. Pretty crazy, right? They yeah. eat, they can't go more than a day without eating, according to what I read. It, that's that's wow. wild because you would think it would be like humans. You could go longer without eating than water. Yeah, but. I mean they're pretty scrawny. I thought maybe they could make it like seven days or something, but yeah. Nope. No. There you go. So you've so far, you're not making it into this pride, Kyle. No, no. <laughs> All right. Not, not a great start. Not a great start, but we got four more. Four more. All right. <clears throat> Lions can be born spotted. Lion cubs don't open their eyes until they are two to three weeks old. Lion cubs don't grow their claws until they're two months old. Well, I know that they don't open their eyes until they're two or three weeks old because I looked that up in the beginning because when I was like, how old is this lion cub? Did, did she just like give, <laughs> how, did Nala just give birth? Did they just give birth and was just like yeeting this like <laughs> newborn Then this, like, then this mandrel shows and up like, and grabs this baby immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like she opens her eyes. So, and I know that to, like, if, like puppies take a while. So I looked it up and I was like, yeah, two, three weeks. So I know, okay, that one's true. What were the other ones? There was the, um. Lions what, what the can be born there? spotted. Lion cubs don't open their eyes until they're two to three weeks old. Lion cubs don't grow their claws until they are two months old. Uh, I'm going with the claws two months old. That's a lie. Kyle, you have successfully identified the... Deception. Good. <laughs> Excellent job. Good, Good. job, Kyle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, that is true. Obvious, I mean, that was just made up BS for me. Yeah, they can be born spotted, and I guess they lose their spots as they get older. So... That's pretty fun. All right. Um, all right. <clears throat> Our next group of facts. Another name for lion cubs is whelps. Another name for lion cubs is lionettes. Another name for lion cubs <laughs> is pups. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I'm going with lionettes because, I, cause like, pups seems... seems uh, Seems like seems like it could be true, um, and whelps. Maybe you just <laughs> said whelp and put it in there. I don't know. Or and lionettes is just like I feel like that one has to be the lie. Lionettes, dis- deception. Disgrace. Oh, Ooh, unfortunately, I chose this fact specifically because lionettes sounds so made up. Um, but no. <laughs> Pups is not a name for lions. There are a lot of different All baby right. animals that are called by pups, but not lion cubs. Whelps, lionettes, and cubs. There you go. All right. All right. So far, you got to nail these other ones, Kyle, I feel like. Uh, otherwise, it's, you're going to get warmed out of up. The pride. I'm All ready. right. All right. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Lions live exclusively in Africa. Lions only live in grasslands and plains. Lions can climb trees. Um. Well, I know that's a myth that lions are king of the jungle, right? They don't really go there. Um. Uh. There's no lions anywhere but Africa, so that's true. There's no lions anywhere else. Um. Can a lion climb a tree? Can it? 
they live in grasslands and plains and, and there's a lot of different biomes and in Africa, I feel like they could be more than just two. But I don't know if I've ever seen a lion in a tree. I'm sure a female lion can climb a tree. I'm going with the grasslands, plains. They, they, there's more biomes that they live in. Kyle, you are not one of us. <laughs> they can climb trees. They can't climb trees. They can climb trees. However, the deception is. There are about 400 wild lions that live in India in one specific uh, protected national park. There are. A protected national park. Well, it's 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 not. No, no, no. It's not a zoo. It's just like an area that you're not allowed to like go and hunt them or whatever. But they are naturally occurring. There used to be lions all over like Europe and Asia uh, and India and Africa, like all over. It's just that they are now, unfortunately, whittled down to primarily Africa and just there's a small little bit that are still hanging on in India. Um, And I think it's those ones in India, actually, that are most likely to climb trees because I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's just like the weather is maybe there's more trees around for them, but I was lower branches probably. Yeah. Sometimes they climb trees. They don't do it very often, but they do do it to like get away from bugs and And stay cool. Sometimes you got to call the fire department to come get your little cat out of the tree. Exactly what it is. So, unfortunately, folks, lions are, uh, you know, have the possibility of going extinct. So, you know, that's bad. That's all I wanted to say. That's why I brought up those 400 that are living in India that you didn't even know existed. Soon Um, we'll only have the CG lions from Lion King to to view their beauty. Exactly. well, you're already not getting into the pride. We already know you are falling into a river uh, nah, through a man. canyon. I'm an outlander. You're an outlander for I'm, life. I'm going out. Outlander want, for life. We'll do our last one uh, anyway, which is <clears throat> lion heels don't touch the ground when they walk. Lion eyes are 15 times more sensitive to light than human eyes. Male lions are the first to eat after a hunt. I know the males are the first to eat because they're the kings and the, the queens, just the, the females, they do the hunting, they bring it back, and they make the lions eat first. I, at least maybe I'm making that up, but I'm pretty sure that's right. The um, Or the other two? I always I got sidetracked. Lion it's, heels don't touch the ground when they walk. Lion eyes are 15 times more sensitive to light yeah, than human sure eyes. I'm pretty sure that the lion eyes thing is true because I looked like the in the Lion King movies, there's like the whites of their eyes are like yellow. And I was like, why are they yellow? So I looked up pictures of lions and they got these big old yellow like irises. So I feel like that'd be pretty sensitive to light and they can like see in the dark. So yeah, they, uh, the first one, the, the first one is, uh, is the lie. This Terrible. Lion eyes are more sensitive than human eyes, Kyle, but they are only about six times more sensitive than human eyes to light. Wow. Not so 15 times. So you just times, got me with, be, the, with the, with the mean, changing I, the number trick. I more than doubled it. I felt like it was a fair. <laughs> it was 15 times is pretty crazy, I feel like. I guess. I guess that's true. I went. I tried to go big with it. Um, unfortunately, folks, what we have just learned is uh, when it comes to lions, Kyle doesn't know when I'm lying. <laughs> That's the whole point of this bit was for that joke, so I think it was worth it. Great. Uh, all right, Kyle. 
that concludes all our talk of Lions and Lion King 2. I think it's time to talk about next week's movie. What's which, next week's movie? Next week's movie. You and I did briefly discuss if we should continue in chronological order or if we should do the sequels as they come up. Yes. I have made the executive decision that we're doing chronological order, mostly because when I was asking guests to be on this podcast, I had already dated out the times based on chronological order and told people those times. Cool. And so, oops, it. there it is. So this is an interesting movie, an interesting uh, quandary for this next film. Oh. Um, it is, unfortunately... Uh, another Bell's Magical World scenario um, in that it is... in my mouth I know. a little bit. There. <laughs> Here it is. Okay, Don't next speak film... speak that word. You know what Her- Cash <laughs> said to me this week? He goes, I want to watch that Christmas movie. Yeah, I want to watch that. I want to watch the Bell's. I said, stop talking. I said, that movie... I'm, I was like, Cash, it's not on Disney Plus anymore. Like, it's off. Oh, I'm going to tell him there. to put it back up next time I'm over. No, it's... Yeah, no. Um, so uh, previously we, we skipped, um, like there's a Timon and Pumbaa one that is basically just episodes of the show that we skipped. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did Bell's magical world because it's unaired episodes. This one, our next one is Hercules zero to hero, which is three episodes of television that did air. Right. So in a way it's like Timon and Pumbaa's one. However, I watched it, the beginning of it. There is like, there's like eight minutes of footage surrounding the episodes that is not part of the show, right? (laughs) So I decided, I think that means it counts as its own attempt at a narrative. And therefore we have to cover it. Let's go the distance. We're going to go the distance, folks. Um, You want me, should I fire up that trailer, Kyle? Sure, let's do it. Let's watch it. Coming soon on video and DVD. If you love the nonstop excitement of Disney's animated feature, Hercules, watch this. You'll love the brand new adventures of Hercules as a boy. Today's story, the fabulous Hercules. Hercules, zero to hero. Three amazing new stories in one incredible video. Fantastic. Now you can discover Hercules' greatest challenge of all. I love this part. Growing up. It's not that simple. All your favorite characters are back in these brand new adventures. Hey, I like, I like, huh? Disney's Hercules, Zero to Hero, on sale now. Perfecto! <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Well. This I'm... one, though, um, I, I feel like I must say, uh, this one, Kyle, is not available on Disney+. Plus. Oh. The, the individual episodes are... Um, that it is based on, but the surrounding footage as a movie does not exist. I luckily have a VHS copy recorded uh, to share with you. This my is friend. all a ploy for you to come over to my house and tell Cash that Enchanted Christmas is still on Disney Plus. <laughs> Wait, it's on via the VHS. I have a VHS rip of the movie. Um, okay, because like, <laughs> so, who's got a VHS player? Yeah, yeah. Me? Don't worry, I've got. Yeah, I've got a. I. So you and I will be watching it very legally sure. because obviously I recorded it from my own VHS copy and did not find it on the internet or anything like that. That would be illegal. I would never admit to that on a podcast because it's not true. Um, everybody else, 
Uh, maybe we'll tweet about which episodes are on it. Then you can watch those if you really are watching along with this podcast for some reason. Um, yeah. So that's it, Kyle. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. I'm stoked. All right. Yeah, I am too. You know, I actually watched that Hercules show when I was a kid. So um, I don't, I never watched the show, but just, yeah, the trailer that we just watched, it didn't really, um, didn't really grab me too much other than showing me like, oh, yeah, there's these fun characters that I really have not seen in a long time because I have it's been a long time since I've watched Hercules. So I'll probably try and watch uh, the original Hercules in the meantime as well. Heck, yeah, that's a movie that is much like Lion King 2, uh, being held up almost entirely with bops. That, that, song, <laughs> that soundtrack is nothing but bops. I like Hercules. All right. <clears throat> Anything else, Kyle? No final thoughts. There it is. Then that should do it for this week's episode. So let's take out the tape, turn off the TV. If you're listening, you like what you hear. Please rate and review the show if it's ever on Apple Podcasts, which it's never going to be, apparently. Well, you told me this week. You figured it out why it's not on there. That's true. I did. That's because doctors and apples are natural enemies. Yeah, exactly. So it's my fault. A doctor, a pod keeps the apples afar. Yeah, nothing. Uh, <laughs> follow us on our Twitter at Made for TV Podcast. That's Made the Number Four TV Podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzbuff for our theme music and Maggie for our artwork. Until next week, I'm Scott. And I'm Kyle. Goodbye.